Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Here on this Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, and rockoftalk.com. You can also catch us on your TV, on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. How about downloading the app? Yes, if you go to rockoftalk.tv, you get our TV app, and you also get our normal app if you go to rockoftalk.com for Apple and Android podcasting after the show. Not to mention our show notes at rockoftalk.chat by subscription only, and you got all the, we had several people that are waving that, oh my God, we can see our friends again. There's Eddie, there's Dowd, there's all the notes, there's everything. Well, you know, it's, uh, Dowd's uh, putting it all together. Glad to have him. Uh, and also we're on AM 1490 KRSN Santa Fe and 107.1 Los Alamos. Dowd Muska, hour one, not a lot of fun out in Rio Rancho. And I guess we're waiting for a lot more fun uh, as we had a rumored presser for the governor that uh, never actually surfaced. Oh. Uh, yeah. So we were supposed to have her or uh, hear from from uh, the La Princesa up in Santa Fe. <laughs> the homunculus, I've been calling you know, her. La Reina, whatever you want to call her up in uh, in the fourth floor up in in uh, in Santa Fe. We've got a very important announcement coming here in our sure next do. segment, and uh, that's going to be exciting. Another gubernatorial candidate uh, to announce. Uh, I am running for mayor, not running for governor. Not governor. Not governor. <laughs> But I uh, had a good fortune. We've got well over 600 signatures here, folks, uh, but it's slowing. So best thing that you can do, text me directly, 505-550-5500. That's 505-550-5500. Can't have a gubernatorial race unless you got a Republican in the mayor race. Uh, you want to put me on the ballot, pretty easy. www. the number one abq Dot com again that's www.thenumber1abq.com one more time the number 1 abq.com yes i do own that domain and speaking of uh, our governess uh, as i've often referred to her for yeah, more than a year now she now makes a recommendation hmm. where have we heard those words before it's not a recommendation you know that this is going to be an edict We've already told you about the uh, war that's coming, uh, World War Z, uh, that will uh, be inevitable. It will be the people who are vaxxed. This is the pandemic of the unvaccinated. You will be blamed. Uh, You will uh, be blamed in every way, shape, and form. Uh, It will also turn you into a racist if you're not vaccinated. We've got a lot of things that are happening, but not the least of which is that uh, imminent shutdown that will likely be happening, and people are not going to put up with it. Just spoke with another business owner you know, it's a family business, uh, successful, they're not going to shut down. No one is going to put up with this. And no force uh, from the government is going to be able to shut down businesses. So let's just put that out there uh, first and foremost. And that'd be one of the things that I'd stop here in the city of Albuquerque right fast. Now, she is recommending that residents wear their masks again indoors. Now, we had the conversation about the masks themselves. Why would anybody now be masking if they don't prevent anything? We've had several reports. You can go back to the annals of Rock of Talk and listen to our, our programs. And whether this mask is effective, that mask is not effective. We know that masking is not effective. So why get the vax? Well, you have, once you have the vax, then you don't have to mask. Wasn't that the incentive? 
We covered all that yesterday, as uh, you recall. People even being incentivized, but people not getting paid, uh, whether it's the University of New Mexico, Lobos, uh, the $100 payouts that are coming from the state of New Mexico. People aren't getting paid for this stuff right now because they're running behind on that. Then yesterday you saw also that Joe Biden took his floated his first test balloon and said, hey, we're going to mandate every single Veterans Affair employee to be vaxxed. And then you heard today, well, we're considering vaxxing every single federal employee at this time. So that's where we are. Then we get the experts, uh, Fauci and all the other local experts uh, telling you, well, even if you get vaxxed and you have the mask, you're not going to be able to prevent the Delta variant uh, from crossing over because it's changing. And it looks like I forget the name of the professor, but well into 2022. So all of this was building up. People are on edge. The economy is on the brink of uh, hitting a tipping point going directly downward into the other direction because this is not something that the, the, the stock market, the economy, business owners, when you start clamming up because you're afraid about what the government is doing, you are going to have an economic crash, which is why I say it is imminent. Imminent, excuse me. So with all that uh, being said, the Delta variant, which we're barely tracking, but everyone is already Hey, you need to mask Sandia National Labs, uh, mandatory masking regardless of vaccination status, Lanel, uh, mandatory uh, masking with uh, regardless of vaccination status. That is a good indicator of what's going to happen. Now, the governor, she's recommending, but it's going to happen because she retweeted the CDC guidance. And on top of that, she stated unvaccinated New Mexicans are urged to schedule their vaccination appointments immediately. Okay, she's told you, we know how she works. That's not a recommendation. When she uses the word urge, she's telling you, you will be punished or else. If you don't do it, there is going to be a consequence. Here's the website. Good times. Literally, I can't make this up, folks. I can't. I, I'm, I would love to make this stuff up. But I feel so bad for the people of New Mexico. They're being marketed to on the vaccination, quote-unquote vaccination. That is an FDA approved, so therefore it's not a, vac a vaccine. The, the website is goodtimes.vaccinenm.org. Don't you wish you could sue the state right there for false advertising? Purely based on the fact that people are going through a number of different ailments once they, oh, that's misinformation. That's bad information, Eddie, that you're putting out there. No, there's... Plenty of examples of all this. All this information is being suppressed. You should see the commercial. Goodtimes.vaccinenm.org forward slash good times again. They want to really reinforce it. That's the link that she's sending out. You are going to have a good time whether you like it or not. You're going to go with your grandparents. You're going to go with your uncle whether you like it or not. I mean, that must have been the life for Michelle Lujan Grisham. What is all this being used to do for something that isn't even spreading? And other continents, as we talked about yesterday, we'll go over this just once again, okay, because this is imminent from the governor. She's going to start shutting down businesses. We're going to go back to that stupid map, red, yellow, whatever it was. What was it? Red, yellow, green, and turquoise. turquoise. Uh, I don't even know. Okay. What they're trying to do is prevent the further spread of the Delta variant. 
the CDC is already indicating, taking a look at New Mexico, and there's a there's a map. The place where the Delta variant's really spreading again is 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 Missouri and Texas. Any place that doesn't have high vaccination rates or isn't paying attention to the science, the CDC just flies right over them and says, they, they have a, that's a hot spot. That's a hot spot right there. We're recommending that you shut it down immediately, They're letting you know. And in fact, the CDC is saying vaccinated individuals can carry and transmit the Delta variant. Now, what, what, why? We just went through the max. We went through the vaccination. Oh, my God. Are you now telling me that I'm not vaccinated against the Delta variant, that I not maybe need a booster or an entire new vaccination altogether? Are, is anybody else as confused as I am at this point to the, the misdirection? You know what confusion breeds? When people are confused, they get frustrated. And when people are frustrated, they get angry. It's no surprise that at the very same time that this quote-unquote misdirection is coming out, uh, and I'm only putting it in quotes because there's no way to substantiate what they have, and I'm looking at different information than they have, right? When people get angry, things start to happen, and people start to push back, and they stop listening to the government, and they're going to say, I'm not putting up with this anymore. had a good conversation with my father, preparing for the next phase. Everybody's talking about language. When's the next shutdown? Talk to people in just anecdotal conversations, and they're already planning it because there are certain people that want to be miserable, that don't want to go outside of their house, and that want a reason to complain, and then somebody to blame, which, of course, is going to be the unvaccinated. According to Ms. Walensky, who, by the way, she is nothing but a, the new pitch man. She's the new Fauci, by the way. You've seen seen her. She's an attractive lady. She has a very um, a well-mannered way of communicating in a way that seems like uh, she would be only up to nothing but good, almost benevolent, uh, dare I say a Snow White uh, a sort of feel to her, Ms. Walensky. She says the new science is worrisome, worrisome, and unfortunately warrants an update to our recommendation. More impending doom. Mm. More impending yes. doom. Uh, Use that before. Part of that impending doom has to do with a, even vaccinated individuals can now transmit. So, all you people who got vaccinated, I have to ask you a question: Why? You guys can still transmit. Why'd you get vaccinated in the first place? Or did you get vaccinated? I'll tell you right now, you didn't get vaccinated. You got gene therapied. <laughs> That's what it is. Guess it's not a silver bullet after all. Is no, it? it certainly isn't. So not everybody should go ahead and do it. They're literally contradicting themselves openly. And they're trying to get people to sort of remove all reason. How, how do I write, uh, you know, remember the famous... The famous line in that movie, as good as it gets. And he says, how do I write women? I remove reason and accountability. You know, that's the government right now. I'm not saying that myself, of course, but what I'm saying is that's what Jack Nicholson said back in the day in that movie. And we have no reason and zero accountability and they can do whatever they want. For the New Mexico Department of Health, they said they'll be holding a press conference Wednesday, July 27th. to Talk about these new findings that went out in the presser. Guess what? They did not even come out with that because they're lying to you. 
Your government is lying to you on every single level, ladies and gentlemen. What are you going to do about it? You're going to take it back? Or are you going to push back against uh, MLG? Are you going to push back against what they're trying to get you to do and jump through more hoops? How about these businesses? Do they have to apply for a new round of PPE? Are we going to go with the essential, non-essential again? What's the next shutdown even look like? I think they're very worried because they don't know that they can actually do this to us again. As I already know from the people that I talk to that they'll never put up with another shutdown again. People will fight back. And that, my friends, is the most imminent, imminent thing that is coming. 421 here in Nikiva on AM 1600 KIV, FM. I'm going to check just because it is so horrible in Rio Rancho. We're going to go right back to Rudy and check what's happening and then We've got a gubernatorial, a uh, new gubernatorial candidate uh, to introduce uh, to all the conservatives uh, out there. And we'll do that uh, right after the break. But let's check on weather and traffic with Rudy. All right. As we put things together, we're at Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Rancho. And getting here was kind of tough because of an accident on the 528 at Sarah. However, something major must have happened here because they've landed a an, an, uh, UNMH helicopter on the, south, the uh, southbound lanes of the 528 at Sarah. Now, they've also closed everything on the 528 from Barbara Loop including Hillside, including Sarah and 19th Street. So there's no going south on the 528. What we suggest you use is Southern or High Resort and use that west all the way to Golf Course or to Unser and then use those as your north-south routes. As far as uh, the estimated time of uh, pickup, they think that they can have this all picked up in the next 45 minutes. We'll keep you updated. Again, we're at Pet Food Gone Wild. That is on in Rio Rancho on Southern, just west of Nicholas. And they've got some great things going on here. We've told you about some of the specials on some of the organic food. Come on by and meet some of the people, and let's have a good time at Pet Food Gone Wild on Southern in Rio Rancho. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, 422 here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for listening right here on AM 600 KIVA, ebq.fm, back and forth. Don't forget to tell your friends, family, and your world what your favorite radio station is. The Rock of Talk at abq.fm and AM 1600 KIVA. The Kiva. Here in Albuquerque. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to search somebody. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. Makeusgodlyagain.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. 
Albuquerque-based Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Visionary Tony Robbins said, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. Whether you are training to run a marathon, starting a new business, or training soldiers, you need to be committed to making that vision a reality. Set clear goals. Be determined and purposeful in achieving them. Back it all up with unshakable self-confidence. If you radiate enthusiasm and are truly excited about what you're doing, people will be naturally drawn to you. The other final ingredient is humility. Proverbs 16.9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In the grand plan of life, if you are spiritually grounded, you will have success because you know who you are and that there is a God and you are not Him. This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856 1171 856 1171 or you can email him directly michael at michaeltrujillo.com that's michael at michaeltrujillo.com want the honesty affordability and reliability of a household plumber without the crack call rogers plumbing and heating family owned and operated since 1973 for all your plumbing needs reaching albuquerque Baylor, moriarty santa fe new laguna pueblo and anywhere in between rogers plumbing and heating is not only fast and reliable service being family owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral professional and ethical standards so when you need a fix without the crack call rogers plumbing and heating at 243-9703 all right, time to put things together. I'm going to start with the weather where it's 91 degrees in Rio Rancho, 92 at the Rock of Talk. Got another problem that's developing. This is going to be on I-40. It's going to be eastbound right off of Coors Boulevard. And you say, well, that's eastbound. That shouldn't be a problem. Here, Here is the problem. Everyone's slowing to take a look at it because it's a fairly large accident. And already traffic is backed up literally all the way back now from university, crossing the big eye to get you across town. We would recommend that you would use I-25 up to Montano and then use Montano to get across uh, the river over to Coors Boulevard. Again, we have that major problem in Rio Rancho. The accident originated at 528 and Southern. However, Rio Rancho police have closed everything down now, and it looks like they've expanded the uh, closure from uh, Southern 
all the way to 9th Street on the southbound lanes of the 528. So we're recommending using Southern or High Resort up to Golf Course or to Unser to get across. If you're coming into Rio Rancho, we highly recommend stay with Paseo up to Golf Course or Unser. Use that as your north-south as well. All right, we're at Pet Food Gone Wild, and they're going wild with all this food. They just got a big order in, and you need to come take a look. They've got some great specials as well, all organic, natural food here at Pet Food Gone Wild on Southern, just west of Nicholas. All right, we're up to date. Let's get back into the Rock of Talk. Kiva, and exciting little segment here, I uh, shouldn't say, maybe for some people out there, we've got ourselves a brand new candidate here uh, running for governor, and I'm um, very excited that he's chosen and taken the time to come into the Kiva to talk about his run for governor, and if you see him right now, you can find him at rockoftalk.tv as well, and we've got Louis Sanchez making a declaration for governor here this afternoon as a 4.30 p.m. on this Wednesday, July the 28th. Louie, welcome into the Kiva. Oh, thank you, Eddie. I appreciate it as always. And, uh, you know, I'm just sitting here amazed, sitting across from Dowd, and I've never seen anybody type with one finger faster than <laughs> this man. <laughs> is, he a, is he a hunt and pack kind of guy? Yeah, never, never had the formal typing training. Really? <laughs> it's, it's held me back. Can you imagine how much more efficient the Dowd 3000 would be if I had formal wow. typing? Second time he's ever done a, a third-person reference there, Louis. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, this is pretty exciting. I want to get into your background, what you've been doing. Uh, you know, you obviously are a very hard worker, a businessman, an entrepreneur, a family man, uh, someone who cares deeply, uh, a native, uh, Hispanic uh, from the South Valley. I think, uh, you know, we, we know where the panaderias are uh, down in the South Valley. Oh, man, there's some good ones. Oh, yes, right down the street over here, El Dorado. Uh, yeah. There's totally El Dorado cool. and, uh, you know, and uh, Borellas is always good. Yeah, Borellas is good. You know, El Modelo. Uh, and, but I do have to correct Dowd again. I apologize. It's La Llorona. La Llorona. La Llorona. Yeah. Come on, Dowd. <laughs> get with it. We've had uh, a lot of La Llorona. Another one last night, unfortunately. D- ditches are deadly, folks. Another two people washed away. One uh, brought in, but that brings four deaths. But we're not here to talk about that. We'll talk about that bottom of the second hour. Louis, what made you decide to get into this race? I, I don't even know why that I ask, have to ask such an obvious question because uh, the news conference that we're anticipating right. never came, never happened. Uh, um, but we know that the edicts are being handled and are being handed down directly from her. And uh, Louie, I know that that's your number one reason for running. Well, it is. And, you know, the nice thing about my job is that it takes me all around New Mexico um, it, and Eddie, you know, but for most people who know me, I work for a medical company. We implant pacemakers and defibrillators in patients. And then we also do a lot of the cardiology clinics around the state. So it allows me to talk to all New Mexicans, not just Republicans, uh, but, you know, independents, Democrats, whoever, because to, to me, they're just patients. And it doesn't matter where you go from Farmington down to Rio Doso, Roswell. It's, it's, it's just sad. 
when you look at this amazing state we have in and you go downtown and you see so many for sale signs uh, for lease out of business. And, you know, I've actually had patients in tears because I know them personally and they're talking about their family members that had these amazing jobs. And now all of a sudden, yeah, their family's out of work or their family members are moving to Texas or, uh, you know, their, their granddaughters or grandsons or sons or daughters are moving there just so their kids can play sports. What this state has gone through in the last year is just, um, I, I think it's horrible. It's horrible we've, what we're going through as in Mexicans, but most of all, it's horrible what we're going through as citizens. And, uh, and so I was talking to my wife, and as you know, we did run for Senate. And, um, you know, what really got me thinking about running is the fact when, you know, there's that old saying that you can either, you know, do something about the problem, quit talking about it, or get in the game. And so we decided to get in the game. I'm glad you did, and I think it's an exciting, uh, another exciting uh, choice for conservatives uh, here. But let me say this much. Uh, you've got uh, quite the, uh, the family background. I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about you personally, because ultimately, as much as you want to fight against that and get in the game, it's ultimately for family and for New Mexicans as a native New Mexican, Louis. Oh, absolutely. So I am, uh, I'm not n native. You're going to call native born here, but I was brought here at four months old, three months old. Not good enough. Not good enough. But <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my father got out of the air force and like so many other Hispanic families, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. So I grew up in a little tiny trailer right there, just north of the aquarium in Rio Grande trailer park. Uh, you know, the cool thing about that was that we had a village in behind our house. We woke up to the smell of pancakes every morning, but I think we went for the same Sundays. Remember going there and then, uh, in the evening across the bridge and go to pop and taco. Well, there was pop and taco and oh, then man, go, just, so good. just a little eat was the, one of the original A and W. So we, yeah, that's true. Yeah. With the pop and taco, the A and W, Right. Uh, of course, you know, we had a Kmart and have used to have the pick and save. Yep. But you, you and I used to probably shop over at the pick and save. <laughs> I would get the rustler jeans. They were a buck. And, uh, you know, we didn't, my mom uh, worked in food service. She was a checker and all that stuff. But, uh, one place that we could actually find our school uniforms because my parents literally sacrificed everything they possibly can. And we go get the rustler jeans that actually met code over at San Felipe, which is where I went to school. Right. And we get the jeans for a dollar or the little corduroy jeans for a dollar. <laughs> my dad used to go to, uh, I'll bring you way back. My dad used to go to bag and save because we can save. We used to be able to remember we used to be before there in style 501s for mm -hmm. like $5 for a pair. Oh, wow. And then, uh, then he had me in Chuck Taylor's because Chuck Taylor's. Yeah, everybody at, Converse, baby. Because they're $4 a pair. Yeah. So, you know, and it's interesting that, that, you know, Eddie, you and I have the same life, but, you know, we talk about why else, why else am I running? And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, I think it's about representation. And, yeah. you know, I represent 50% of this state as Hispanic. Uh, you know, my mom is a Montoya. My dad has a traditional last name of Macy Sanchez. And, you know, and of that 50% of the population of this state, I grew up the same way you did, like 99% of us. Mm -hmm. You know, we grew up with the love of God, a love of church, um, a love of family and respect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm just I'll, I'll just go into something right now. And that's one thing that I see that, you know, the progressives and elites, because it's not I don't call these Democrats, um, you know, the progressive and elites, because, as you know, a lot of Hispanics are Democrats, but they are the old John F. Kennedy Democrats. Um, yeah, right. The you know, and the people we're talking to right now are the people that still love God and their family and respect. And, you know, with all this talk about CRT going along, it's interesting because my parents, and I know your parents didn't either, they didn't bring me up to be a victim. Yep. 
you know, if, uh, and, you know, and if I wasn't good at something or if I failed at something, they, you know, they told me I need to try harder, not that it was racist. Right. And so we don't even, I don't even know that I would grew up with the word racist. I don't having ever heard it uh, right. to be quite honest. I mean, you know, I got to tell you, there's part of me was like growing up where we like the temps and the tops and uh, Motown and kind of stuff. I think as Hispanics, uh, the way that we grew up in the South Valley, we related a lot to black culture. We almost thought of ourselves as black people in a lot of ways. I was just o- oddly say enough. I mean, right? It was it, like exactly. Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, like, oh, those are you musical heroes. Right. And, yeah. And, and it's funny because, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, oh, they're dividing us by color and economic. Well, my best friend was John Clark. He was black. I didn't even think about John being black because he was, he was my best friend and, you know, we did everything together. And, and it's amazing how, you know, these progressives and the governor and how they are just dividing us by color and it shouldn't be that way. And, and, and it's interesting because when I go down and I see my family, because my grandma lived right there on the state, a corner of Broadway and stadium behind the Fina. Oh, yeah. And you know where that's at. Yeah, Over well, there by absolutely. La Paloma Bar. We weren't right allowed here. to go there. Yeah. Right here. I, I pass right. by every day because I go downtown and then I pass by, uh, exactly. you know, you can still get the Pan Dulce over there at El Dorado. I'm going to stop right. too early right across the street. Well, yeah. And, you know, we used to, um, you know, I mean, how many times would, you know, kids like you and I be out there with the fiestas and the processions going on and, and, you know, and, they never had to worry about crime. They never had to worry about racism because we were all the same. You know, um, now my, my aunts and uncles and my cousins, they won't even go out of their house. Yeah. They won't because crime's so bad. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, they, they don't want to talk about crime. They just want to talk about dividing us um, by, by the color of our skin or, or, or what we're doing on economics. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, if, uh, you know, if, if people don't make the personal decision to actually go for that American dream, well, it's because, you know, there's this per- proverbial uh, white, white guy that's trying to keep us down. Not a level playing field, Louis. Exactly. It's never right. it's slanted. Guys like me, whitey, you kept me down. Ruining down. the opportunities for everyone, every person of color in America. Well, well we just didn't have that. And no, in fact, what we, we didn't. when we went to church, uh, we dressed up. Uh, you right. waited after church. You said please and thank you. You were uh, treated uh, according to your manners exactly. and how you handled yourself. And uh, you had to go out and cl- clean the dog stuff outside, pull weeds and and do chores. You had to actually earn your keep around the Absolutely. way you would go mow other people's lawns. I grew up in a neighborhood. Right. I don't even think anybody knows each other anymore, but I would no. go go help him with he's he's old. He's frail. Go help him with his lawn. Go pick up the rocks or see what you can help him with. And we weren't even expecting anything in return. We used to we used to know our neighbors. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and you just said a mouthful. I've had a job since I was 14 years old, you know, uh, like a regular playing job. I used to walk to putt-putt golfing games for the older oh, yeah. people on Lomas. McLeod? Uh, yeah. And the one on McLeod. And I would, I'd, you know, I'd use oh, yeah, the blower the and get Oh, yeah, the other one on Lomas. That's yes. right. The, the other one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you said, right before the overpass, before you got, right. to, uh, the, got, got to the park. Exactly. And, I, you know, I was mow yards. I was cleaning toilets. I was, you know, I was, and I've had a job ever since. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, probably like you, I had 40 cousins. And, uh, you know, but my, you know, my parents and would never, ever let me think about failing. And they told me that I asked them that about critical race theory. I was like, um, what they thought about critical race theory. And they didn't know what it was. No. And my, yeah. And my mom's like, she goes, she goes, she goes, I don't even know what they're talking about. She goes, we didn't raise you to be a victim and you knew better. Wow. You know, and honestly, my, um, Eddie, (laughs) well, Eddie knows this story because I've told him this. So, you know, it's, it's interesting with a whole family of Republicans, um, you know, where I got where I was at, I had uh, over 40 cousins. I was the, my first person ever to go to college and graduate in my family. 
And I, I just remember that uh, members of my family just kept, you know, they just kept go, go, go. You can do it. You can do it. And it was a huge deal when I graduated. Mm -hmm. um, we had never had a uh, college graduate before, um, you know, but I worked hard going through college and, you know, but at that point, I know I grew up in a different time, but at, at that moment, we weren't worried about, or our parents weren't worried about teaching self-esteem, you know, or our self-esteem. They're teaching us about self-control and self-respect. And hard work. And <laughs> hard work. Exactly. So but they never said these things. It's really funny. Never. If I could, you know, kind of interject a few things. Yeah. These are things that they didn't have to state explicitly. Right. It's like, if you didn't do these things, you're in trouble and it's expected of you. Now we've got parents that are coddling their kids all the time. And, you know, the more they coddle, the more they end up checking out. And then you see so much disrespect uh, from so many parents. I'm still to this very day, as I'm sure you are with your parents, you're still afraid of your parents. Oh, absolutely. And you're, you're, you're worried about what they think of you. Oh. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm approaching 50. Uh, I don't know what your age is, but we, we still have the fear of God that was put into us because the greatest thing that we could possibly worry about is disappointing our parents. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm still afraid of my mom. My dad passed away 20 years ago, but I was afraid of him until the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm still with, afraid of my mom. too. Yeah. And same <laughs> with my aunt and uncle. You know, my aunt and uncle helped bring me up and it, we were just taught so much respect. And, you know, and it's out of that respect for our heritage that that's why that's one other reason. I have so many reasons why I jumped into this race. I did. Mm -hmm. um, representation of, you know, 50 percent of this population. And also, as you know, and you covered this with the governor, you know, it, she doesn't understand she's what it is to be New Mexican. She doesn't understand what it is to actually go out and earn a paycheck because her whole life, as long as we pay taxes, she's getting a paycheck. She doesn't she didn't grow up in a, a household like we did with no. discipline and had to right. get something done. I mean, if you and I got got in trouble as kids, oh, you know, our parents turned around and said, well, you probably deserved it. Absolutely. Whatever, whatever that person told you to do, you better, you better go ahead and, and straighten that kind of stuff out. She has no fear. No, Louie, no respect. Right. And I think that's the biggest component that's missing is there doesn't seem to be any sort of reason and accountability when it comes to doing right and having respect for the people of New Mexico. Well, exactly. And, and, you know, and, and that's, and it doesn't, how do I put this? I'm, you know, when you represent the people of New Mexico, you have to listen to them. And that's the problem. She's listening to other elites and she's so worried about um, her career or what she thought her career was going to be as secretary of health and human services. Yeah. But of course, she didn't get that, that she just let New Mexico go down. And, and you know, Eddie, I, I, it, it bothered me so bad because you know a year ago today what I told the governor when she tried to shut down Calibers. And yes, as a lot of you know, I am Is one of the owners of Calibers. Yes. Is it a year ago um, wow. not, well, a year and a couple months, but I was interviewed when she was going to shut down and she was telling people, you know, well, I am shutting down every business that's not essential. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. My, my employees and their families and their paychecks were essential. And you know what I told her? I told her to go pound sand and the journal and every other news agency, I said, can we quote you? And I was like, absolutely you can. And, uh, you know, and I had asked for a lot of people to stand up with me who owned businesses because I was getting so much. And actually all the politicians that were running at that time, stand up, let's make a charge. She yeah. can't, she cannot shut all of us down. They were few and far between, weren't they, Louie? Yeah, they really were. You really felt alone, didn't you? I, you know what? I, I really did because there was, there was a few businesses that just kept going, you know, Diana out there at um, Papa's uh, pawn shop out in Gallup. Um, 
the the owner of Jericho Nursery. Yeah, talk to them. And and we just, you know what? We refused to do it. We refused to shut down. And yes, we had state police go to Calibers a bunch of times. But I, you know what? As a Christian and a good man of God, I could not sit there and I talked to the other board members and they said, no, we're going to keep going for her because good. we believed that we were just as essential as her. And what, then what really got me upset was when she started closing down all these businesses, but she allowed for her fiance to stay open when he owns an independent body shop. But she started closing down all the car dealerships where they can only you know, sell online or take cars to places. Right. It's, it's not fair. She doesn't allow for people to play on the same playing field. She, she just really doesn't in this I mean, Eddie, I could soak it down. Everybody, probably 80% of your listeners, we could just go through all the numbers, but we're, sure. la- we're last in the country for a reason. Yep. You know, I'm sorry, we're 48 this time. And um, it's just everything that we go through. I mean, and, you know, we're one of the tops in unemployment, we're top in child poverty, we're last in education, we're first in crime. You know, had, guess what? If you really want to get people off welfare and you want to get them off entitlements, then we need to bring jobs to this state. And you're not going to bring jobs to the state if corporations are going to say, well, you're first in crime and last in education. How am I going to attract anybody to stay there? And that's one of our biggest problems that we can't keep our college graduates here in the state. Yeah, just to encapsulate uh, this part of the segment, then I want to talk about solutions and everything sure. else during our next segment. And we're here with Luis Sanchez. He has made his declaration for governor for the uh, great state of New Mexico, and we are great. Uh, Lou and I both love this place, and uh, I know that you love it too, which is why you continue to stay here. We have to fight uh, for the life uh, uh, of this state, but you know, we've mostly been talking about culture, Louis. Sure. You and I, as we're talking about the places we go, the, the you know, I never went to Putt that much. I went to Highland Swing. Right. My dad went to Highland. We went to Highland. We went. We remember all these places, and now all these places that were even there last year are gone. are gone. The Cooperage, you know, you think of restaurants and institutions. That was part of our culture. That was Absolutely. part of what we grew up with. And now these businesses that made New Mexico and Albuquerque what it was. I mean, you drive by and the streets, they're just absolutely sad and empty and businesses are struggling. But you offered, uh, I thought, something which was really solid, which is hope. You struggled. You fought back. You went through. I think we all want to hear more about that action uh, when we return. And uh, I'm glad that uh, you were throwing your hat into the ring, so to speak, uh, to go ahead and uh, run for governor for the state of New Mexico. We need all hands on deck. And uh, I, I certainly hope that each and every person, you know, figures out a way that they can find somebody that they can join up with, support and get behind. Because ultimately, we all have to get behind that person who's going to be taking out uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Back after a quick break, I'm going to play a little uh, good music for Louie and I here. and uh, Him and I are going to uh, have some fun here in the studio for the next four minutes. We'll bring it back when we return to check on weather and traffic out in Rio Rancho, mostly. Pretty bad out there, but that's one place where New Mexico is growing. 447, back and forth. <laughs> Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883 883- 3683. 
Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS 188-348. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Light. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. All right, it is time we put things together, starting with the weather, where it's 91 degrees in Rio Rancho and 93 at the Rock of Talk. This is turning out to be a really tough, tough afternoon on I-40. Told you about the accident last time. Eastbound I-40 right past Coors. That's the opposite side of the freeway. So you think, ah, it's not a big problem. Well, unfortunately, 
right across the fence. Another accident happened about four minutes ago. This is I-40 westbound just before Coors Road. All in all, this drive is six miles behind from Carlisle. Our recommendation, use Montano. So just grab I-25, go north, and use Montano to get across the river bridge there. If you're coming into Rio Rancho, I just really highly, highly recommend today. If you're coming from Paseo del Norte, you want to take that all the way up to Golf Course or Unser and use Golf Course and Unser as your alternative north-south routes. Here is why. Major accident happened a couple of hours ago on the 528 at Sarah. They landed life flight from uh, NMH, UNMH, and that is still on the ground. And they have now closed to the, the, the drive on the 528 for all southbound traffic from Barbara Loop through Hilltop, through Sarah, through 19th Street. It's also taking that toll, though, on the northbound side of the traffic, which is back all the way to west side. Once you get in that morass of traffic, there's really no getting around it because all you have to your right is going to be Intel. Trust me, you want to use Paseo all the way across and then golf course or Unser north-south. All right, we are at Pet Food Gone Wild, really out of the danger zone totally, and you should see the dogs that are here. A Vista that was here just a minute ago, gorgeous German Shepherd, and they've got all this incredible food. Now, it's all natural and organic. This is Susanna. Hey, everybody, Susanna with Pet Food Gone Wild. And we are here. We are absolutely, you know, we got just a great delivery, and you guys are more than welcome to come in. And, yes, you can definitely bring your pups anytime. We do have our self-serve dog wash, and we have grooming. So you're more than welcome to come in and be able to try some of this stuff. And we also got samples. We actually have a really good sample for everybody, you know, and it's called a pup above. So come on in, 2415 Southern Boulevard in Rio Rancho. All right, we'll see you here right now. Come on by, and with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Mother, mother, there's too many of you to cry. Brother, brother, brother. There's far too many of you. Guys. Yeah, a little bit of that Motown sound that uh, Louis Sanchez and I kind of <laughs> grew Love up it. with, a little Marvin Gaye, boy. Those Commodores, Lionel Richie, I mean, boy, all, all that kind Jackson of stuff. Jackson Five. Yeah, I mean, that's all you would oh, yeah. all you play back down in the uh, La Vega Road, South Valley. That's, uh, that's the way it was. Uh, Louis Sanchez is running for governor. He's got lots of questions that have come in. Oh, by the way, I do not screen calls, so when you call in, you can just stay holding. Um, so that's something that is sort of unique to the radio station here. So when you call in, just uh, stay and hold. I'll eventually get to you. Uh, let me ask some uh, questions from some listeners uh, that are coming in. Uh, ask Louis to explain to the Mexican people that they are extremely conservative on the inside, that they were brought up that way. God, God hard work, ethic, and helping others. Absolutely. That is a great question because that explains it right in a nutshell. You know, um, Eddie, as you and I have talked about, uh, you know, we were brought up with the love of God. Uh, we, we wouldn't even have thought about not praying or not going to church or not involving God in everything we do. And it's, you know, and, and actually that's the way myself and my beautiful wife, Cassie, we brought our kids up with, you know, um, God first because, you know, it was Cassie and I first and the Lord brought us together and our kids came second. And so, uh, how old are your kids? Uh, my oldest is 22, Tyler. He's trying to get into med school. And my youngest is uh, Chase at 20 years old. And so, what do they think about dad and uh, getting into the race? You know what? They like it and they know why, why, we're, getting, why we're getting into it. Um, when 
when she decided to close down the church, talking about God and faith and and our and respect of life and our heritage and our culture, uh, you know, the church we were going to shut down. They shut down. And during this time when people needed mm-hmm. faith and they needed right. God in their life. The most critical time. Right. And, and, and for her to say that churches weren't essential because we were going to spread COVID, you know, so we couldn't we couldn't worship our Lord, but we could fit. 1200 people into Walmart without spreading COVID. Right. So I guess, you know, yeah, uh, Walmart was magic and not spreading COVID, but giving praise to God, uh, you know, was going to spread it. So, yep. So we found a church that, that, you know, that had the guts to stay open. And so um, also with, you know, when we're talking about life and our culture, we were never brought up as Hispanics to think about, um, I mean, third term abortion. I bring it up to my family now and, they're, I mean, they're appalled at what's going on. And even, you know, even my tias and my neighbors and, you know, and I, I mean, and they, but the problem is they don't, it's, it's easy to say, oh, well, that's, you know, my representative isn't doing that, but all they have to do is know that their, their progressive representatives who are supposed to be looking out for their best interests and be the, the person of the people is voting for third-term abortions. We're literally the third-term abortion capital of the world. We yep. have never thought about that. And, and you know, and um, listen, that's, you know, that is going to be a big issue in this state. Uh, but I think we need to bring back a sense of family, a yep. sense of belonging. And My parents have been married 47 years, Louie. And wow. my mom had me at the age of uh, 17. My dad was 19. And uh, people started families when they started families. Right. There exactly. wasn't, hey, we're going to wait for this and wait for that. My dad went to work. My mom made him lunch. I mean, it, that was what was expected. Absolutely. Uh, people. That's what you did. It never even crossed anybody's mind. Uh, right. It doesn't, uh, if you can believe it, it doesn't cross my mind, even though my mom was 17 when she got pregnant with me. Right. And, you know, and it's interesting. I mean, why, are, why is it, Eddie, that we're the only state, and I, I know I'm kind of going off, but since we, since, you know, and well, kudos to your mom, first of all. And how about these 15 year olds or 16 year olds are allowing to come in from Texas and Arizona to get abortions in New Mexico because they know it's just that will. Yeah. You know, I think is interesting. She closed down all the hospitals from, uh, you know, they couldn't be uh, elective surgery. So you can only do non-elective surgery, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is in my field is somebody having a heart attack or somebody needs a bypass or something like that. But yes, she kept all the abortion clinics open. Yeah, they didn't shut down. I was waiting for At you all. to say that. And, I'm and, glad you brought up that point and, because there is one business that didn't uh, that right. didn't shut down and it was that one. Two biggest abortion clinics in Albuquerque is the one down there on Lomas, um, almost by Broadway, and the other one over there by South Central which are predominantly Hispanic and black neighborhoods. I think that's interesting how she was able to keep those open because the last time I checked, you know, I think 99 or 98% of all abortions are elected. A listener would like to thank you, Louie, for hosting numerous community blood drives at both Caliber's locations during the COVID lockdowns. Not sure how many you had, if you could tell us. He and his team helped ensure blood on the shelves for a community when it was hard to find places to host any of the drives. Do you want to talk about that for a moment? Well, you know, we at Caliber's, we decided that, you know, we just don't want to sell merchandise. We want to be a part of the community. That's why, yes, we sell firearms and ammunition and we have a shooting range, but, you know, we do a lot more. We, uh, I think we do more concealed carry courses uh, in the state. We do more education courses in the state because, you know, as far as I know, like I told the governor, 
far as I know, unless she has the power to get rid of the Second Amendment in our Constitution, then we're going to stay open and we're going to provide that service to all New Mexicans. Well, I'm going to bring you back after the top of the hour news here, Louis. And Louis Sanchez is running for governor. We're going to talk with him when we return. We're also going to talk about his businesses as well. Thanks for listening. <laughs> This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden spending part of his Wednesday in Pennsylvania. The president delivering remarks at the Mack Trucks Lehigh Valley Operations Manufacturing Facility in Makunji, Pennsylvania. The president saying the economy is recovering from the coronavirus pandemic due to the American Rescue Plan. We brought this economy back from the brink. Checks in people's pockets, shots in people's arms, tax cuts for working families with children. We designed our strategy not only to provide a temporary boost, but to lay the foundation for a long-term boom that brings everyone along. The Senate will vote Wednesday evening on moving forward on a bipartisan infrastructure agreement after negotiators reached a deal on key issues. That's according to Republican negotiator Rob Portman of Ohio. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alarude, and I'm in the best shape of my life. I love working out hard every day, but I turned 60 this year, and working out can cause some serious aches and pains. I was commiserating with my buddy Jay Schrader, the Super Bowl champion and former Raiders quarterback, about the challenges of staying in great shape for anyone over age 50. Jay said I had to try SonsOfLibertyCBD.com, and it would heal my body, mind, and soul. He was right. No more aches and pains. I feel like a million bucks. Finding quality CBD, not easy. But Sons of Liberty CBD, highest quality CBD I've ever seen. CBD is not pot. It won't get you high. It's 100% legal. It's 100% American made. CBD is mainstream and it works. For my listeners, SonsofLibertyCBD.com is offering a discount of 15% off every product if you use the code WAR15 at checkout. Even better, you can combine this discount with your subscription discount for 25% off. Please support veteran-owned, service-disabled, small business, Sons of Liberty, CBD.com. Just say War 15 to get 25% off. The Honor Flight Network is announcing it will resume veterans' flights to Washington, D.C. starting next month. The flights were stopped during the pandemic. A former member of the military is calling out woke ideology. Another U.S. general was pushing his wokeism agenda on Twitter Sunday. Former Army Captain and U.S. Senate candidate Sean Parnell from Pennsylvania tells Fox News this behavior from a superior is bad for the country. Ten years ago, this wouldn't have happened in the military, and I served under uh, President Barack Obama back then. When I was in the Army, uh, we focused on the mission. We didn't really care what your politics were. We didn't care where you came from, what color your skin was, what god you worshipped, or how much money you made. We cared about the mission. Uh, because a laser focus on the mission keeps people alive on the battlefield. And when this general is out there trolling people on Twitter, and when our, when our leaders are not focused on the mission, people die. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. This is USA Radio News. 
Hi, I'm Wade Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. The Fed Reserve is leaving interest rates at their historic lows. The central bank meeting and not making any major changes to the policy they have pursued to steer clear the nation out of the economic trouble caused by the coronavirus pandemic. A congressman who was booted off the House Select Committee regarding the January 6th attack on the Capitol is reacting to the hearing that took place on Tuesday. A select House committee to investigate the January 6th riots at the Capitol heard testimony Tuesday from four police officers who defended the building from rioters. Congressman Jim Jordan was not in that hearing, though he was nominated to the committee by House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. But his appointment was rejected by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The Ohio Republican tells Fox News that he believes he was left off of the committee because of the questions he would ask of the Speaker's office. No, it was a terrible day, and the people who did wrong need to be held accountable. And, Brett, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, the real question is, and I've said this many times, is why weren't those guys who testified today and all the other Capitol Hill police who protect this and protect Capitol Hill, why weren't they given more help? Why wasn't more help there that day? And the only person who can answer that question is the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. And I think she thought we were going to keep raising that question, and that's why she didn't put me on. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. More news always can be found online at usaradio.com or on Facebook at USA Radio. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. All right, time to put things together for our second hour. And we're going to start with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande, and it's 91 degrees in Rio Rancho, 93 at the Rock of Talk. And we have two major things that we've got to deal with this, this afternoon. I-40, we had an accident eastbound. They've cleared that up. But now we have two accidents right on I-40 at Coors Road and one as you're making the transition onto Coors South. All in all, it's just made for a really terrible drive. You're seven miles back all the way to San Mateo. Our suggestion, use the I-25 North and then Montano to cut across, and that'll take you up to Coors Boulevard and save you a whole bunch of time. Second major incident, I just got off the phone with the Rio Rancho Police Department. The accident happened a couple of hours ago on the 528 at Serra Road. It required life flight to be uh, to land, and right now they still have that intersection closed. However, the parameters now continue to be, if you are southbound on the 528, they're going to make you get off at Barbara Loop. So that means Bar- Barbara Loop, Hilltop, Serra, and 19th Street. No way to get around that on the southbound side. Unfortunately, that puts you onto Meadowlark. When they take you off uh, at uh, Barbara Loop, it puts you on Meadowlark. That is totally sold out all the way through Corrales over to Alameda. Our suggestion, use Southern or Hilltop north up to Unser or to Golf Course and use Golf Course and Unser as your north-south route. It's the only way you're going to save yourself a lot of time. I know that's a lot to unpack, but that's an update, and we are now up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon. 
Taco. The Rock of Taco. I am Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, and rockoftalk.com, 550-5500. If you want to text or call in, uh, we are with Luis Sanchez, and you can watch us uh, live directly on rockoftalk.tv. You can find us also on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, download our apps for Apple and Android, AM 1490 KRSN Santa Fe, 107.1 Los Alamos, all the places. Yes, D. Dad Muska is here as well, uh, and he is in studio where we've got Luis Sanchez uh, for the next little bit. Lots of people are very interested in another person who's running for governor. And the first, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is this, you'd be the first Hispanic on the Republican ticket. It's a pretty good run of the last four governors who've been elected, I believe. Uh, they're all Hispanic. Is that correct, Louis? Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. We we're going through the interweb last night and, uh, we we're, we we're trying to see how many other conservative Hispanics are running for governors in the United States. And I, and I believe right now I am the only Republican Hispanic running for governor in the United States. We saw something pretty, cool. pretty incredible that happened uh, down Laredo, uh, obviously in uh, right. California. I mean, yeah. so we saw this uh, surge of conservative minorities have a unbelievable amount of success in races and, and that's not to play any sort of identity politic card or race card but that's just the way the data came out it was uh, pretty unique and a lot of these uh, conservative uh, republicans uh, that were minority status and hispanic i should say some of them uh were trump supporters and it's sort of like it was a it became sort of almost you said silver bullet it almost became like a guarantee that uh, that type of candidate uh, can win so uh, i'd like for you to tell me why do you think you can win well, you know, um, Eddie, because I'm not going to run just for Republicans. I'm not, um, you know, uh, because my family, majority of my family is Democrats, like I said. So this campaign is going to be about, yes, Republicans, but it's going to be about Democrats and it's going to be about independents. And it's going to be about, you know, it's not going to be about black or white or brown or green or silver or whatever you want to. This is going to be about, be about the people of New Mexico and trying to get our state on its feet. And, you know, Dowd and I were talking about how do we approach that? And, uh, you know, I believe that how I can win is that, you know, I am just a normal person. I'm not part of the political elite. I don't have the last name of Lujan. But what I do have is... Thank God, Louie. Thank God. <laughs> My gosh. One more reason to like uh, Louie. There you gonna, go. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not prejudiced against uh, Lujan's. I, I know one right. good like Lujan. Well, there, you know, and, and um, I think I did it the, the way that 99% of New Mexicans can do it. And if I can reach the golden ring, and I haven't said I, I've even done that yet, but, you know, when I started out in a small little trailer, and all I really had was dreams. And the reason I went this direction is because my dad brought me in, in the house and I saw a, a speech by Ronald Reagan. He was talking to Hispanic kids in California. And as he said, you know, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And I just believed in myself. And I had a lot of people who believed in me, not calling me a victim, but kept saying, go for it, go for it. So, you know, this election is going to be about the kids that were just like me who were, you know, janitors or cooks or busboys. And that it's out there for them to get it. And it, the American dream is alive and well. It's, um, you know, the, the government has never produced a job. Um, you know, the government is not going to help you get where, you know, where you want to go. Because guess what? You know, and, and then as like minorities, we should never be victims ever. People of color aren't victims because I know 
so many Hispanic and black and Native American doctors and judges and, and lawyers. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that we need the government to help us to get to that position. This election is going to be about all the people who started the way I did, or even the people who think that they need to be taken care of by the government and the American dream is live and well. And I believe I can do that because, you know, I think I'm the man of person. I've created jobs, Eddie. You know, governors never created a job. Tell us about uh, your experience in the private sector. I believe, uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting. You have several different business lines that you've, you've had over the years. And then two are very prominent. Uh, one, uh, you uh, are, are known for your Second Amendment uh, uh, rights and right. your partnership and involvement in Calibers. Tell us about that. Okay, so, well, my career right now, I've spent 27 years uh, in the medical field. As of right now, I, I do help implant pacemakers and defibrillators. So I know the issues that go, go along with, uh, with some of the medical decisions that are, and the care of patients in New Mexico. I know how hard it, that hospitals have to work to try and recruit doctors to New Mexico. And so, but my other career also is as an owner of Calibers. Um, it's interesting because you always hear people say, well, I'm going to protect your Second Amendment. So I'm going to protect your Second Amendment. So, well, you know, we at Calibers have been doing that. You know, we just didn't start today or yesterday. We've been doing that for the last over 20 years. Um, we believe that the Second Amendment is the right of all citizens. And, and you know, we will fight um, to keep that Second Amendment going. But also, you know. The red flag laws that we had right. last year, we had a tremendous organization. I saw Stephanie Lord a little bit earlier today. And. You know, that was huge in terms oh, of right. just fighting back. But uh, those red flag laws, I got to tell you, uh, that, that just stops everything else in its tracks. Because yes. without the second, you can't have the first. And right. as we know, we don't have First Amendment rights here in the state of New Mexico. It sometimes feels as if I ha I'm the only one who can actually uh, speak on behalf of the people of New Mexico anymore. But it is absolutely incredible with what they did when they want these police officers to go in and start seizing guns. Right. Because somebody uh, picked up the phone and called. I mean... The, the devastating impact on the psyche of gun owners and, and what happens uh, is I wouldn't just say is, is just a threat to liberty, but it's emasculating as a man because you won't be able to take care of your, even women, uh, to take care of your own uh, um, home, your domicile, when, when it takes 10 to 12 minutes for people to go ahead and respond to a 911 call, Louis. Well, absolutely. You know, it's interesting. So, um it's kind of nice, a quick story, Eddie. So I was at Calibers a couple of weeks ago and there was a lady and her husband in there and she came up to me and she recognized me from my run for Senate. And I didn't know how the conversation was going to go because uh, she said, uh, you know, oh, you're Louis Sanchez. I was like, yes, I am. She goes, she goes, yeah. She goes, I didn't think much of you when you were running for Senate. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. And she, she told me. I but at least she's honest. Right. right? And, and she, she gave you a, yes. an opportunity to engage her. It, well, which, and that's what it was. She told me that. She goes, I just want you to know, you know, that I'm a hardcore Democrat. I go, well, great. I go, well, what are you doing here? I go, well, thank you for coming in. She goes, well, she goes, all the defund police talking that's going along. She goes, and, you know, with so many of our officers quitting, because well, I think we have 368 officers now in Albuquerque. Well, uh, that, that's Is all, it 370? Or? Yeah, they, he quoted 364 that could be uh, on duty in any 24-hour right. period. No. And, and, you know, and we don't respect our people in blue anymore. But back to my point, she was, she, as I was like, and I was like, so what are you doing here? And she said, she goes, actually, my husband and I are here because we just purchased firearms and we're taking education courses. There you go. And I was like, 
thank you. I, and I did. I sat there and thanked her. And, you know, we didn't belittle each other. We actually talked to each other, which was which is so rare in this environment right now. But you're right. I appreciate and I told her I appreciated I appreciate you coming up and talking to me. That means the world to me and that we could do this for you and we could meet in the middle. And I and so how do you get elected? governor as a Republican? Well, you know, it's not going to be all about me being Hispanic, but it's actually about when somebody actually says that they're going to do something, then do it. If you're going to say you're going to stand up for the state of New Mexico and you're going to sit on a soapbox just because you want votes, well, guess what? You know, you should be a man of your word and do that. And, uh, you know, and the I get so tired of politicians sometimes, and I do, um, especially the progressives, because what we have a tendency to do here in New Mexico, and you know this, Eddie, and you've said this before, um, you know, we get politicians coming in every two to four years. They promise you everything they're going to do, or if they're if they're an incumbent, then they'll say, oh, well, I didn't do it the last two years or four years, but I'll do, you send me back and I'll do it this year. So we are the definition of insanity in New Mexico. We, um, you know, just keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So... How am I going to win? I'm actually going to go into the neighborhoods that Republicans don't go into, which, you know, which is the South Valley, South Central, West Mesa. And guess what? Because I'm there anyway, because my family's there. And, you know, it's not a long commute for you. No, it's not. (laughs) And, And so it's, you know, I'm not afraid to go into these neighborhoods because we talked about it before, Eddie. I say I share the same culture. I say share the same heritage. We were all brought up the same. A lot of us. Dude, Eddie, you and, well, I'm older than you, so, you know, <laughs> we probably didn't know. see each other, but I, yeah, yeah. I guarantee I saw your Cardinales or, you know, your friends. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I think we, we were the Carrascos up and down La Vega Road. Yeah, that yeah. was us. And then, uh, another part of my family, uh, was the modest, uh, on the other side of the yeah. road, uh, off of Kelly Road, you know, and they saw all kind of get together and, you know, 90% of them are Democrats. Right. So, you it, know, and, yeah. and, uh, but I'll tell you, they know what I do and, and they listen and they like what I have to say. And, as long as you're not uh, always just trying to push, push, push for exactly. for this, because I will tell you there is a, the flip side to that, of course, is I really am trying to sell Republicans. And I think Republicans should have a much better name because who is who is running this country while things are going well? It was Trump. Trump. And people don't feel don't remember that. I mean, Trump is sort of his own brand. But at the same time, he made the Republican Party yes. into a significantly better party than it's been since the time of Reagan. I just pulled up uh, President Reagan's remarks from September 10th, 1984, which is likely uh, the speech that you uh, had him uh, do. Is that about the, the right time? Yes, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, there's so many things that uh, President Reagan did that I think sort of mimic uh, what you see with President Trump. And here's the interesting thing. These guys were Democrats that became Republicans and knew how to beat the Democrats at their own game. I mean, you can think about Reagan beating the Great Society. You could think about uh, 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 Reagan just, you know, going after, uh, you know, a time to um, the time to heal speech, or was it a time for choosing speech? Excuse me, uh, right. when he was getting behind uh, Barry Goldwater. Yeah. I mean, these are things that he was coming out of being, you know, of heavily involved with the Democrats, advocating on on behalf of the uh, the Actors Union, the Actors Guild, and you know, pushing back because he had realized. Well, this is this is no way to prosperity. This Absolutely. is no way to actually creating the America that we want. And this is a guy, former Democrat, becoming a Republican and realize that, yes, these Republican principles are actually what can really lead the way out. And we have to educate these other people. But, exactly. some, but the politics of fear is so ingrained in Democrats. That's how they're driven. That's how they're motivated. 
that we have to almost teach them not to fear the word Republican. Right. And, and that's the unfortunate part. But with, with Trump coming out, he was a uh, Democrat from 2001 through 2009, flipped, changed parties, became a Republican in 2011 after having a little uh, lull in, in independent. But he became the greatest Republican, I think, that we've seen since uh, Ronald Reagan and, uh, dare I say, uh, Abraham Lincoln, one I, of our greatest yep. presidents, greatest leaders, because you just have to do what right, what's right, but you have to also know the other side. Right. And I wholeheartedly agree with you and you know and the interesting thing is that is that we we if we go and talk to people then they will understand that republican is not a scary word you right. know the the interesting thing is we as republicans already know how the progressives are going to run this election they give us right. their playbook every single time but we refuse to believe you know they tell us they're going to run a pass but we right. say no 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 they're going to run a run you know and we know what's going to happen you know we're going to be called racist we're going to be called uh white privilege, uh, um, you know, white supremacist. Well, you know, uh, that's listen, the part that, yeah, that's the part where you have to engage people and exactly. reeducate. And so this is what happening. If you don't mind me just jumping no. in on this and then we're going to uh, sort of wrap things up. I've sure. got a, a couple of phone calls here as well, because we are talking about culture, right? I mean, the problem is, is Hispanics really are traditionally Republican Absolutely. and conservative. I yep. wish they would understand how do I don't know how we got to this Democrat placing with the Catholic Church? I don't right. know where that came together at, at some point. If you I, notice, though, the Democrats are starting to, in the last election. They're starting they're starting to pull for Republicans. The Democrats are losing Hispanic votes and people of color votes because you're 100 percent right. Mm -hmm. My family is conservative. Your family is conservative. Right. Any Hispanic you talk to is truly conservative with the way that we were brought up and the way we actually live our everyday lives. How can we change the people in the South Valley and make them understand that their values are truly conservative? And that has a lot to do with, you know, re-education. Right. That has a lot to do with, and I want to talk about something real quickly, Juneteenth. That suddenly right. became a holiday. Right. Oddly enough, you know, we have half an, a month. Uh, we have uh, African American month. We have half a month in September. We have Native American month. But, you know, we just continue to just blend in with all the various races, uh, here, and I don't know that we need to blend in with any races because I don't think it's about race. No, and it's, I think it's not. people do need to understand that the history of the state of New Mexico as the oldest capital, third oldest city, uh, city of Albuquerque is one of the top 20 oldest cities. We were all founded right. uh, on a conservative uh, brand, uh, bringing Jesus Christ to the new world. Absolutely. And that was our culture. But somehow the uh, culture that came in in the mid to late 1800s, early 1900s, from California and thereabout has continued to just erase and eradicate the, the true Catholic traditional culture that we celebrate at Spanish market or any of these things up north. And though that history, I mean, it must have just broken your heart like it did mine, taking down the obelisk, taking down these, these statues of De Vargas and taking down the statues uh, that, that we had of, of uh, Oñate, changing the names of our schools, changing our culture. They are erasing us, Louis. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting. I talked to so when my son was back from uh, college, we talked to some of his friends and, you know, and it's interesting that they don't want to erase our history. They want to learn from it. And that's and that is a huge issue. So how do we how do we get to these Hispanics, Eddie? I, I think the way you're doing it and the way I want to do it, we actually go into these neighborhoods that Republicans would never right. go into. Right. You know, it's it's easy. And at the end of an election, and, you know, and Republicans lose and it's, well, we're going to do it different 
you know, next time. Well, this this is the next time. Yes, this is it. Yeah. There's no it, next times left. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> We've you run know, out of last times. You know, I'm going to have an open event when we're, you know, where we do an open launch of the campaign. Okay. And as I said, we're going to do it in the South Valley because that's where I'm from. My father always told me and my mother always drove it into me. Don't forget your roots. Yeah. Don't forget who you are. And you know what? And I'm not going to. And this isn't, as I said, this campaign just isn't going to be about, oh, I'm Hispanic. Vote for me. It's like, because guess what? My wife is Anglo. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and and I love her to death and she loves my family. Mm -hmm. Well, for the most part. <laughs> but oh, wait a minute. How did how do the boys know whether to identify as a victim or an oppressor? If, if, if the wife is Anglo and dad is, is a person of color. See, this is this is how complicated CRT and all this nonsense. Yeah, gets. but nobody exactly. Is, but nobody ever even thinks about it anymore because we just think of ourselves as, hey, you're from New Mexico. Right. Stop somebody on a plane. You stop somebody on the road. You run into somebody from New Mexico. You don't care. You just love the fact that they know New Mexico. Right. Like that's your place. That's uh, where just, we're from. Just real quick, Eddie. It's funny. Dad and Dad and I were talking sure. about. So my other job, um, my medical job, the COO of my company came here about 14 years ago, 12 years ago. And he, he just wanted to see what we were doing right. Because in the business world, you know, Eddie, and is that I'm considered a fixer. If something's not going right, people will hire me to turn companies around mm -hmm. in the state of New Mexico. So that's a good, that's, he, there you go. He came here and we took him around to the hospitals. He met the doctors. I remember we were at El Pinto and he said, why are we in Minneapolis? The winters are horrible. The summers are hot and humid. And he goes, I, he loved the culture. He loved the people. He loved the climate. And at that point, we were going to open up a brand new plant. And so he did exactly what he said. He went back to Minneapolis, presented New Mexico as an alternative to open up a plant here. I got a call about a week later and he flat out said, he goes, I'm sorry. He goes, they would never, ever let us open a plant in New Mexico. He goes, what? you guys are overtaxed, yep. overregulated. Yep. He goes, your crime is through the roof and you're last in education. How do I get, how do I sell a place that, that has those kind of statistics? And what do you say? You what's know, the like, third, uh, what, what is the third uh, most Fortune 500 companies in any city is in what city? Is uh, Tempe, Arizona. Minneapolis. Oh, well, yeah, well, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, I mean, right. you have United Healthcare, you have right. Target, you have all that. And all those characteristics that right. you just rifled off, those are all the things that they don't have, surprisingly. Right, because you have Medtronic there, St. Jude, Guidance, and all these medical companies are there. But where all the production plants going also is Arizona. Mm -hmm. Business friendly, oh, yeah. low crime, where they go after your crime. They're going to uh, Texas. Arizona is no 7.6 million people. Exactly. Uh, New Mexico is 2.1 million A lot of those people. aerospace jobs that they claim are coming to New Mexico are actually going to Arizona. Right, yeah. and the jo great jobs we do have, like our oil and gas, she wants to shut it, shut it down. And it's worth $2 billion to the state of New Mexico because, sorry, I, I do do my homework as a good salesperson like you. You know, you, I went and looked at all of her old campaign ads and it's, oh, yeah. you know, no, we're going to reform New Mexico and all these people. You're not going to lose jobs. We're going to we're going to you're going to have good green jobs. Well, guess what? You know, you, you just don't you don't bite the hand that feeds you and you actually try and bring the jobs in. But try before you transition something, you don't get rid of the golden goose for New Mexico. And listen, everybody knows it. You know it, Eddie. I know it. You know, the U S is going to transition at some point, but you do it slowly. You just don't because what people aren't thinking about. And one of my closest friends works in the car industry. What are we going to do about all the batteries? The dead batteries where, you know, yeah, there's only a couple of places that recycle them mm -hmm. and where they send most of them is China and they just bury them. That's right. These uh, so, ads, uh, by the way, Louie, interestingly enough, 
did not age well for her. Uh, she's got a <laughs> no. lot, lot of these uh, ads that are out there. I've captured uh, uh, most of these ads, but uh, you might remember uh, this one. This is uh, one from Michelle Lujan Grisham. Oh, I'm Grisham, and people say I'm always moving. Well, in hard times, you got to move quick to get things done in Congress. Got affordable housing downtown. $4 million for police training. $16 million to build Wary Elementary. Saved 57 jobs at UNMH. 100 satellite jobs at Kirtland. And cleaning up the jet fuel spill. Transfer sacred lands to Sandia Pueblo. I approve this message because there's always more to do. Well, uh, there's a lot more to do, and she's created the problems. Yet yeah, they are, they very much are comical. Uh, right. What what does your families say now uh, about uh, casting? What what do people in your family who cast their vote for Michelle Lujan Grisham for governor? What you do know, they say now, Louis? There's a lot of buyer's remorse, and because it's interesting that when you see the new the New Mexico media when they actually did cover uh, the fact that when you know. New Mexicans weren't getting checks, but her administration was getting raises and she never missed a paycheck. Right. But, but yeah, she was telling us how, you know, that we shouldn't go to work and that we shouldn't uh, be complaining. Right. Um, they're also looking at the fact that uh, what's going on with her with, you know, when she gets a, uh, how do I put this politely, uh, a sexual harassment against her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's telling us how to be virtuous. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people are paying attention and they're looking for an alternative. And hopefully, Eddie, I am that alternative. And uh, and and actually, everybody who knows me, uh, I'll just say this. You guys know I'm a person of my word because what happened in the last Senate race when I and you know this, Eddie, you know this well. I, when I said if I didn't finish in the top two, I finished right behind Ron Ketty, I said I'd get out of the race. That I would not break. I would not break well, be, up the votes because it's not us. It's not about us. Exactly. And I think you people need really, you know, just the same thing right. that happened with me after Mark Moore. So I didn't sit here and make a big deal about exactly. it. Exactly. We did ever what we could. To, whatever we can do to push the our ideas forward and sell right. them together. And I realize that there's some tough times that are happening right now. You know, I wasn't expecting to have to step up uh, for the mayoral election. But I can tell you one of the main, main motivations uh, for doing that, for uh, making uh, a decision to run for mayor, one, not just so there's nobody else to do it, but two, I don't want the two Democrats who are running for mayor to be in the mayor's office. Absolutely. I mean, what is wrong with, not, uh, with, with having a true Republican in the mayor's office and really making things happen and turning things around? Because that's the thing that's going to enable you. I mean, right. I didn't, this right. isn't exactly the best time. Uh, for me to do all this stuff, but there is no best time. We can't sit here and wait. There isn't going to be, as we just said, a next time. We've got to do what we can to save what's left of our state uh, and, and hopefully build it back. And I yeah. think that's why you and I are both uh, jumping into this. Well, and you hit it around the head because you know what takes real courage, Eddie, and you've done it and I've done it, is to actually put your own family's money and invest it into a company and to believe in New Mexicans if you produce a good product that they will support you. Mm-hmm. And it's evident by your viewers or your listenership and it's evident by calibers and what we've been able to do that we actually took a chance on New Mexico and New Mexicans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yes, it's working out well for us, but that's one thing the governor can never say. She's never put her own family's right. money right. at risk because guess what? It's always been our money that she gets paid with yep. because no matter what happens to the pan- pandemic, whatever happens to jobs, 
we still pay our taxes and she still gets paid. Yep. Let me add, Louis, just here. my personal my personal bias here and pet peeve on the Republican side in New Mexico, which is, I mean, there's a lot of guys who really talk a great game sure. running for big office in New Mexico on the Republican side. And when I look at their bios, boy, it's a lot of government involvement. You either own a company that contracts with the government or you were in the military your whole career or you were a border patrol guy or you were law enforcement. I'm not bashing anyone in particular, but... I, sometimes I just get exhausted. I think on the air I've said this, you know, can, can we get somebody to run in New Mexico who has some private sector experience? Right. <laughs> because it's pretty, you, you could talk about how bad the Democrats are. I agree with you 100%. But boy, there's a lot of, the bench is pretty thin on the Republican side too. So Absolutely. what I like hearing from you is, you know, what you're, what you're talking about right now. <laughs> Real, you know, taking those risks. And it's, uh, you know, I was raised in a family apple orchard. We owned, you know, we, we were, we were up till 11 some nights working together in the dark, turning the, turn the headlights on to bring in, you know, because you had the crop comes in when the crops comes in it doesn't it's not throughout the year it's in the fall and uh, i did an interview with a left winger one time who said uh, something about oh all the workers who have contributed to your your family's business yeah we've hired people you know seasonal people from time to time there's a big difference between going to a job and getting a paycheck and owning that company and living and staying up at night worrying about how you're either going to make payroll yep. how you're going to pay your taxes uh, I, I tell you i don't remember any of those workers and you know family and friends have helped us out over the years i don't remember any of those workers being down at the cider mill on a frigid cold Thursday night at 11:30 p.m. the family members were so it's a different breed and I know a lot of Republicans talk a good game but if they don't have the background like you have do they really understand it to the depth that they need to understand you know thank you for saying that dad because you're right you know when this whole COVID issue hit and it that was a good point because my wife and I were we were up worrying about our employees at Calibers we were worrying about their families um, with my medical job I have uh, five other people that work with me, you know, my clinical specialists. I'm worried about them. I'm worried about their families and, you know, how are they going to make it? And I think, Eddie, you said this and I'll steal it from you. We need to start worrying about them and making it about the people and all the people, not just Republicans, but every New Mexican and doing our part to make this state better because it can be great. It, it can be. Can. It will be. There's no doubt in my mind that, that it will be. I mean, and I'm really happy I, you're I, jumping I, into the I marriage really, race, by the way. I'm oh, really happy you. you are. I really am kind of fearless about these things because uh, it's not about me. It's just the right thing to do. Right. And, exactly. uh, you know, if there was somebody else to go ahead and, and do it, I'm, I'm, I'm employed. I have a job. Right. Uh, you know, I probably won't even take the mayor's salary. I'll just use it and donate it to whatever I need to donate it to. Right. to create something else. But I think we've got some real problems here in this city. And if we don't clean up Albuquerque first, the rest of the state isn't even going to exist. As you know, rural New Mexico is just absolutely decimated. Absolutely. Uh, you're looking at the redistricting. You're seeing what's happening up in Farmington. Those people yeah. are just a little hop to go to Utah, Arizona, or Colorado. Yep. You're looking at Southern New Mexico and you look at Hobbs and, and uh, the oil producing areas. Those people literally just drive across the border to Texas every day and like, we're going to lose that part of the population. And what are we going to be left with at the end? We're going to be selling services for working for big box retailers right. that take their profits out of state anyway. And those are the only people that the Democrats actually wanted to keep in. While at the same time, acting like they have a bunch of money and doling out money for subsidies for film or subsidies for, set. Yeah. for stadium or right. whatever they want to do. I mean, it's nothing but bread and circuses here in this state. Uh, and everyone is looking for a good time, whether it's too much beer, too much weed, uh, too many movies, or just not having to go in. I mean, Dowd will sit here, and I'll let you wrap this up, Dowd, because uh, I think this is probably the, the biggest thing. And, it's, uh, again, we're going to start back on culture, and that's the fact that we've got to get people 
motivated to go back to work. Labor participation Absolutely. rate in the mid-50s isn't going to cut it, uh, compounded by the fact that we've got a nearly 8% unemployment rate now, officially highest in the country. Right. Uh, we are bankrupt morally, uh, despite uh, being the oldest capital and founded upon what we're founded upon here. Uh, nobody could recognize New Mexico 400 years later. Given our natural resources, I believe we have five of the 23 or something along those lines that are here. I mean, we should be coming out of this next, um, you know, shutdown if we have have things right uh, on top of everything. Oh, exactly. We're the third biggest oil producing state in the nation. And, you know, and Eddie, I'm glad you said that because that is huge. And, and I've thought about that. You know, I don't understand. And if I'm governor and I'm blessed to be governor, if the people in New Mexico aren't receiving paychecks, I don't think the governor or her there administration be, Bingo. be receiving paychecks. I, I, I could not agree more. I think that's the number one thing. And everyone should, the, the entire state government should have been reduced exactly. by the same proportion that we were losing. The same thing with the budget. I had thrown it out there. I said, we need to, uh, our budget has to go down to about $4.1, $4.2 billion. We've got to cut all the fat out. We're going to have to reduce services until we get through this. But they were planning all along for the big bailout, and that's money that's just nothing but paper money. And they're they're right. walking out of this like they created some sort of economic boom. And you and I both know, oh, as yeah. entrepreneurs, that that just doesn't exist. No. Uh, Louis, where can we find you on the on the uh, uh, web? So you can find me at Louis for Louis Sanchez for New Mexico dot com, and you can find me on Facebook at Louis Sanchez for New Mexico dot com. And I do have to say this: Eddie, you are on Facebook. Wait, you're, you're, I know. <laughs> you my, and Eddie, you're media. right. And we're 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 fixing the website now because uh, there's another Louis Sanchez going for city council. Oh, and of course, go. anecdote. Yeah, they don't realize that you know New Mexico. There's probably about 400 of me. Yeah, Louis Sanchez's. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, they will do anything to to, anything. Keep it, to suppress the vote. Won't yeah. They? But if you want to find me right now, go on Facebook and it's at Louis Sanchez for New Mexico dot com. And thank you guys so much. I don't. Absolutely. I didn't even recognize Dowd with the short hair. He looks I, amazing. So I guess <laughs> according to the according to uh, Rudy and the ladies out there. <laughs> right. There, I know. Just, you want to talk, you want to talk about uh, you, you guys talk about how you know. Traditional New Mexicans and, and the honor and the nobility of the family and, the, and that culture. Don't forget, don't, and I agree with you, I've met many of them in my life in New Mexico. Don't forget the people who've come here and brought our good virtues too. George and Janice, I got a text from uh, Rudy, of course, Salon Deluxe. George and Janice texted him, I guess he was meeting with them earlier today. They wanted to know uh, off the air whether I was truly satisfied with my haircut or not. You know, <laughs> and they're from New York State. Uh, so, you know, there are a lot of us who have come here. And do respect those traditional ways of New Mexico. Sure. And, you know, we bring our own, you know, I was raised Catholic. I mean, you guys were right. listening to Motown. I was listening to Motown in the Connecticut River Valley when I was pruning apple trees. And I even saw the Four Tops in Hartford one time at a, at a summer festival when I was in high school. Um, so it could be so much more Absolutely. than it is. And you could attract so many more people like me who actually do a pretty good job paying our bills and do a pretty good job paying our taxes and don't take welfare uh, and make New Mexico more like Arizona now uh, and less like Albuquerque now. Let's put right. it that way in our in our in our murder rate. I just but, want uh, New Mexico to be New Mexico again. Uh, we started yeah. out with not one single government dollar, with mm -hmm. nothing having to go to the government from the government. We established uh, this stuff here, and just like all the new people who come here, they didn't need anything from anybody else. They decided to come here, and we need to make New Mexico New Mexico Absolutely. again. Absolutely, and I think it starts with uh, the big, the most populous city, and that's Albuquerque, New Mexico. Absolutely, and, and you know, and just in closing, you know, um, doubted asked me how did I do that. Um, you know, to build up the business, uh, the medical business here in New Mexico is I just cared. I, mm -hmm. I refuse to believe that New Mexico was just a flyover state, mm -hmm. which now it's not because now we actually do first 
um, after things get FDA approved, we have been first in human or first to market in New Mexico so many times in these New Mexico hospitals. And that's something to be proud of because sure. New Mexico patients are getting it before Baylor or Mayo Clinic or Cleveland Clinic. And, and is what is it? What are we getting? Uh, so we launched the first MRI safe pacemaker here. We okay. first launched the first leadless pacemaker here. We've launched so many new um, technology here because honestly, we are so blessed as a state with our cardiologists that we have in this state. You notice that's one thing we don't stink at. We're 33rd in the nation in healthcare because the doctors who are here truly love their patients. They really do. And it's, uh, yeah, so I feel very blessed in, in being in the, uh, we need you know, to get the, the number field. of people off, uh, on Medicaid off of, uh, Medicaid. We do. that's the, yeah, 38%. Yeah. We're, we're the highest in the nation. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, we're approaching, uh, what, 900,000, I think on yeah, last that, yeah, so, park, yeah. Yeah. pretty, pretty incredible. Let's take one quick, uh, phone call. Actually, that's going to be murder Mike. Uh, thanks, Louis, for being here. We'll have you on next time. Louis Sanchez for governor, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, glad that he is here in the Kiva. Let's go ahead and head to a quick break. Bring it back in four. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection, to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Sun's up and dine-in tables are open every day at Sunny Side Up on Manola, Louisiana. Avocado toast, chicken avocado omelet, and any of Sunny Side Up's healthy, tasty lunch choices. Sunny Side Up specials are yours online. Sunny, that's a place I like.com. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. RevelcoNM.com. 505-550-4994. 505-550-4994. Five five zero four nine nine four. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. 
JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road, JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Steady, calm, reliable. Words that don't exactly describe what's going on right now. But at Los Ranchos Gun Shop, that's precisely what you'll see. Fear drives gun and ammo sales, but the staff at Los Ranchos Gun Shop is committed to dependable customer care, understanding your needs, and offering fair prices to help you protect your home, family, and self. Experience Los Ranchos Gun Shop on 4th Street, south of Osuna, or shop online at shop.losranchosguns.com. Hi, this is Ava, and I love sitting on the Monroe's patio just enjoying some chips and salsa. And I'm Stella. I love the fresh air. And enchiladas and tacos. Hey, Grandpa, what about the fresh air? Ooh, and some red or green chili with a cool beverage. And the fresh air? Oh, Grandpa, this is the best meal. It is delicious. Hey, guys, what about the fresh air? And what, what about, about the, the fresh, fresh air? air? We are going to Monroe's in the Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shelves and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Lining. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather in Rio Rancho. Still sunny and 91 degrees. It is 92 at the Rock of Talk. All right, here's some finally good news, all right? I can tell you we had four accidents, I-40 westbound at Coors. All of them have cleared. Here's the bad news. It is nine miles behind from Wyoming now. Wyoming all the way to Coors Road, about 10 miles an hour. Use I-25 North and cut across on Montano, Paseo, or Alameda. I will tell you, Paseo is also going to be real bad because in Rio Rancho, we've had a closure that literally just opened a few minutes ago. Southern and, I'm sorry, 528 and Sarah, an accident there for the last two hours has finally lifted. All lanes are open, and so the drive just has to recover. Unfortunately, that recover takes you all the way back uh, almost to Cottonwood. So just be a, have a little test of patience there. But all accidents are clear in Rio Rancho and on I-40 at Coors. That's the good news. Here's better news. We're at Pet Food Guy and Wild in Rio Rancho, so they can just use Southern to come over here. Definitely. Just come on in and we'll be more than happy to see you. we got amazing trees. we got amazing sale on some trees. Buy two, get one. You can't miss it. And we actually have frozen yogurt for the pups. It's so hot out there. They need a little bit of freshness in there. So come on over. 2415 Southern Boulevard for Rio Rancho, Pet Food Gone Wild. All right, Pet Food Gone Wild on Southern, just west of Nicholas. All right, with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, 546 here in the Kiva. Hopefully that's Murder Mike uh, there on hold. Uh, lots of uh, texts coming in. 
Um, a lot of questions that came from listeners. Oh, wow. Look at that. Uh, my buddy Brian, he made a hat that says, make talk radio great again on the <laughs> back. It says, and I says, what does it say? He says, guess what's on the back? And uh, I said, what, New Mexico United? Because <laughs> 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 everything else seems to be around here. I mean, just I mean, haven't they got enough notoriety around here? Uh, no, he put AM 1600 KIVA. That's, uh, I love Brian. He's great. Uh, ask uh, Luis Sanchez. If you were elected governor of New Mexico, would you consider building a wall like Texas is doing now to slow or stop the flow of legal drugs and immigrants? Uh, do you know what the vaccination rate uh, is in Mexico? Check my math. Dowd. It is 18.2%. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I, I can tell you 100% of the illegal immigrants that come across the border right now, guess what? They're not vaxxed. Yeah. I can uh, guarantee you that, folks. Guarantee you. 18.2% vaccination rate, and we're letting just people come across the border uh, in the biggest uh, herd that we have ever seen of the of And meanwhile, in New Mexico, not Mexico, we are number 10 in the country with 56.7% getting the fully, uh, I guess you'd call it, uh, gene therapy shot, or the J&J, which I guess is the traditional vector, but uh, we are at 56% fully vaccinated, yeah, number 10 in the country. I am not one of them. Maybe you are, ladies and gentlemen. I know Eddie Aragon's not one of them. I trust yeah, this, word this, on this, that. we got to stop. Stop getting tested. Stop going to get your vaccinations. Don't Because it's not a vaccination. Once the actual vaccination without the EUA comes out, you're welcome to do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. Why? why and I, after the Delta variant, we'll go on to the variant after that. It's never going to end. Uh, Eddie, uh, dead electric car batteries is the next mission for WIP. Wow. Okay. There you go. The waste <laughs> hey, isolation job, right? uh, pilot plant. Uh, bring us some trash. 528 and Rio Rancho is a catastrophe. Avoid at all costs. Watch for the Delta herd. Yeah, coming from Mexico. Good one. That's funny. Republican minorities are harder targets for the Democrats. That's right. They can't pick us off. Because we don't care. Uh, Republican minorities don't care about race because we don't play identity politics. Because the race card is harder to play, but they try. Melvin, you're brilliant every single day. Louis sounds like a great guy, just uh, not as qualified as Greg's Nettie, she said. But uh, um, whatever your qualifications are, we are uh, pushing all the Republican candidates uh, out there. I think they're all great. They all got something different to offer, and uh, they've all got to do a lot of marketing. So I'm excited. I think ultimately is, it's up to the voters. Yeah. Uh, so, Eddie, why should I think that you are even remotely qualified to be Albuquerque mayor? Oh, uh, by the way, brand new one. Uh, the last time we elected a politician with your last names, things didn't turn out too well for us or for him. Are you related? No, I'm not related to Manny Aragon. Sorry. Uh, nor am I related to Robert Aragon, for that matter. Just curious, what strings did you have to pull to get that phone number? Oh, I was really someone. Uh, pretty easy. You call the person with the phone number you want, then you ask them for the money, and you walk down to the Verizon <laughs> store, and you make the swap. Well, that's ah, complicated, as you think, sir. <laughs> Perhaps you could summarize your greatest achievements that would qualify you for this office, publish them somewhere the residents of Albuquerque can see, and then decide for themselves whether they want anything to do with you. Well, well, obviously, you don't want to have anything to do with me. Hey, very simple, folks. Go look at my LinkedIn profile. You can see my all my professional experience. I'm here on TV. I'm on radio. I talk every day for the last, uh, what, 10 years, eight years, whatever it is. Uh, on top of that, let's not forget uh, what radio personality of the year, five years running, Reader's Choice Award. It's, uh, tough, to, it's tough to learn anything uh, about Eddie. It's, you're never going to know tough anything. to track down his Eddie's views on anything closed, or his bad experiences. Or Eddie's a closed book. You'll <laughs> never know anything. 
Um, not on social media. Do you need to? Do you need a social? Need a Facebook account or an Instagram? I'm I'm not a kid. I don't do social media. Yeah, that's not a professional. None of those are professional. And I even uh, really truly got off of LinkedIn. So there it is. Uh, just in case uh, you wanted to uh, go and it, you do know that I have every single cell phone number that comes through my phone number. So I'll know exactly who it's at. I'll verify you just like you vet me. That's the way it goes. And I do love that. Political de- uh, decisions are emotionally linked, really rational. Have both of you factored this? Hmm. I think I appeal to a lot of emotion. Wouldn't you say, Dowd? I think I get people motivated. I think there's a lot of, I, I, between you and I, I mean, just call it us. I mean, well, I'm, I mean the, I, I'm the emotional entertainer. Yeah, guy. I mean, people pe- people's brains are wired differently. What works on one potential voter doesn't necessarily work on another, but... Mm-hmm. Um, we are emotional human beings. I mean, we, we make all sorts of irrational emotional decisions. Wait, wait, Even wait, the Dow 3000 makes occasional <laughs> irrational emotional decisions. But um, well, let's talk about this for a second yeah. from the standpoint of, I mean, who evokes emotion? Does your does Manny Gonzalez evoke emotion? Have you met him? I mean, Only honestly, seen video. I mean, it is, there's there's no emotion. Not, not exactly there's no inspiring. personality there. There's nothing that's going to get you excited, uh, to, to be quite honest. Mayor Tim Keller, does he evoke any emotion? Oh, New Mexico United shouting from the back of a truck. Uh, just absolutely ridiculous, all these people that are. No, I can tell you Tim Keller definitely is uh, does not move the emotional needle. So between the three of us, I mean, honestly, I could talk ad nauseum about any issue that you want. And uh, I'll give you my personal story. I'll talk about it from your perspective, my perspective, and we'll talk about it from a historical perspective, perspective because we certainly know that Albuquerque and the state of New Mexico could could do better, but New Mexico can't do better unless we have a great showing and hopefully, uh, I shouldn't say hope is not a strategy, a win uh, for mayor. And I think several people walked up to me today. They were very excited to meet me. I was excited to meet them, uh, and they were moved. They uh, were moved to go and uh, forward petitions. We're at uh, well over 600. Uh, all you have to do is go to www.1abq.com. In the first 48 hours, more than 600 petitions, www.1abq.com, and you can go ahead and put my name on the ballot, and then we can talk about that. So put 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 it in there. And, and uh, deadline, I believe, August 10th, did you say, Eddie? Or? Uh, August 10th, okay. that's correct. Top three qualifications for high-profile office. Never work for government in any capacity. I did work for the New Mexico Department for Labor uh, six six months. Yeah, we, earned, we can look past that. <laughs> uh, you definitely look past I made nothing. Yeah, I made absolutely nothing. And I learned how to, I took, I said I was going to work here for only six months and then leave. And that's exactly what I did. Still remember my, uh, the, the guys that I worked with still uh, know them. Richard was my boss at the IT department uh, and ran around the state with a guy by the name of Mark. Very funny guy. Uh, no sense of entitlement and uh, high profile, uh, uh See, never worked for the government in any capacity. No sense of entitlement. What's the third one? Love to hear that one. Okay, let's see. What else? Uh, Eddie, out there getting you signatures. Here's another. Thank you. <laughs> Keller's a Marxist control. Can't say the last word. Uh, Eddie, he's got my vote. You too. Appreciate that. That's very, very nice. The only way you could, I could ever actually get your vote, by the way, is if you go and you get me on the ballot. So let's check in with uh, Murder Mike. Murder Mike, you're in the Kiva. And are you there? Yeah, I sure am, Eddie. And boy, I'm telling you, I can't wait to see you get into office because, uh, you know, with this uh, mask uh, mandate or whatever's going to happen next, I think the tempers are going to supply. People are not going to stand for it, I don't think. So it's going to exacerbate itself in uh, people getting a little bit wild and crazy on the streets, don't you think? 
Absolutely. We know we're, we know we're, we know we're hitting a hundred murders. Uh, both, uh, guys that are uh, currently eligible for office are responsible for that. BCSO as well as, uh, APD, which includes, you know, not funding APD enough. And, you know, Manny's been at the job for twice as long as Tim Keller has. And we've had the, we have the greatest crime, uh, issues here. Not to mention he didn't sign on with the, uh, uh, going against the red flag laws. And I'll continue to repeat that because, uh, that of course is fact. Uh, so there you go. What else, uh, murder Mike, what's the last 24 hours look like? And did they find the second person hopefully, and hopefully they found him safe, uh, in, uh, getting swept away. Hard to believe. Well, there was one person that washed away in the Arroyos earlier in the evening. That was probably like around 7.30, quarter to 8. Uh, they're not sure whether the person self-excavated from the Arroyo or whether they went further down in downstream and are, uh, and they're still, they're still doing an airboat search on that. And I hadn't heard anything like yet on the second one. Um, so that's, that's an ongoing investigation. We'll just have to let you know on that. Okay. Thank um, you. Now, as far as uh, uh, over the weekend, over that, over the, I was ready. I was getting ready to tell you what happened over the weekend last weekend. But yes, uh, last last yesterday afternoon, we had an accident with injuries at Unser and uh, Dennis Chavez. That left two people dead. It was a vehicle versus motorcycle accident. Yeah. Then at twelve uh, fifteen this morning, we had a fully involved structure fire as a residential two-story structure structure at uh, in the 3600 block of Vista Calle Northwest. Okay. The structure fire, two-story residential dwelling with smoke and flames coming at the roof area. All occupants were taken out of the residence safely. Then at uh, 0057 or 12.57 a.m., an off-duty officer witnessed a female being forced into a vehicle in the area of Martin Luther King and I-25. Uh, the officer did engage the uh, the suspects and, and initiated I street pursuit, but lost them in the area of the big eye. Bullets were sent out on all areas and to the state police. So even though he lost them, the radio you can't beat you can't drive faster than the radios. It doesn't matter how fast you drive. And then at 1:26 in the morning, Triple A, that's Albuquerque Ambulance Service, uh, transported a five-year-old with mid-shaft fracture of a femur, possible child abuse in that in that situation. So we're hoping for the best on that. And Duster, our Duster guy's back again. <laughs> he, he was he was out sparking him again last night. We had a total of seven Duster fires in about an hour and a half. Oh, in the downtown area in the surrounding neighborhoods, so that's kind of a look at what the, the stories that uh, hit the airways last night. All right, give us uh, some stats. Yeah, give us some stats. I'm sorry. Give us some stats. And stat-wise, yeah, we're looking at uh, four aggravated assaults, one on Messina Southeast, three shots fired calls, uh, three overdoses, and that included one at San Pedro and Central, right there at the Circle K, where it was an overdose on fentanyl. Uh, he was a nine echo, uh, unconscious, not breathing. Five down and outs. Three domestic disputes, including one at Windrock Media Apartments, and zero, it counted zero, 431, or zero uh, suicide calls. So that's a kind of a quick look at what happened over the weekend, Eddie. Back to you, sir. Well, not the weekend. That was the last 24 hours. Another great job there, uh, Murder Mike. Well, we just lost the other call. I apologize uh, for that. Hopefully, they'll call back uh, right away. We'll be able to get them on. But uh, a little bit more than the previous day, uh, but we uh, certainly have calmed down from 
the number of uh, over the weekend. All right, I've seen worse. I've yeah. seen sorry, worse. <laughs> sorry, caller, for hanging up on you. Go ahead. Yeah, it's okay. No problem. Um, you know, I, I listen to these text messages, and I think it's great that people can text in and immediately start whining about what your qualifications are. Sure. Yeah, or what yeah. they're not. Where, I think it's great, where, too. Yeah. Where you've worked and where you've not worked, give me a, give me a break. The people that we have in this office right now, and you listen to what Murder Mike just went through, and listen to what's going on in our city on a daily basis. How can anybody that lives here want to live in that on a regular basis? All every day, this exact same stuff's going on. So, I run a business here in town, and I think to myself, I've got people defecating next to my store, shooting yeah. up drugs, murdering each other, you know, doing stuff. If I took that to the mayor's office or I took it to the governor's office and let it happen there, it'd be a big issue, a big problem. They want to deal with it. But the fact that it's not happening there, it's happening around my home or my house, eh, it's okay. It's not a big deal. The fact that people keep voting for this crap and living with it, how can you live in a state or want to live in a state where this keeps going on, the exact same thing, heading down the toilet? This state has got so much potential, yep. so much potential, yep. and none of it's being used or used right. So yep. We just all want we to put, you know, we just put everything down and the people who want to run. Tell me about your business, if you don't mind plugging it, and... Uh, have you attempted to call the city of Albuquerque to clean things up or 911 on various occasions? And, you know, give us some uh, anecdotal responses uh, from the city. Sure. Well, here I, I run a furniture store in town. It's furniture on consignment over on Candelaria. We happen to be, unfortunately, next door to the Motel 76 and Motel 1. Which oh, is yeah. Boy, that's a tough three, area. It is. Three yeah. murders, prostitution. I mean, it's just a mess. And so I had a, I had a guy just a month ago that came on and assaulted my sons, came on and tried to throw rocks at him, big old boulders. Took I called 911, took him two hours, you know, the cops to get there. I had sure. to chase the guy myself, follow him myself to know where he was at, have the police get him arrested. He was arrested on felony assault. He's out in the street, didn't show up for court, walking around the streets of our city. This is exactly what we have going on in this city. And that's what people vote for. This is what they want. It's garbage. So, Going back to, you know, and answering that question, they, it, the response is not great. The police's hands are tied because they're dealing with violent stuff all day, every day. They're, they're overwhelmed. But and, when and I there's respond not, to that, text, and there's not very many of them either. No, no. And I, I have friends that are cops. I know you do too. But what makes you qualified, Eddie? Two things in my mind. One, you're honest and people don't like that. And number two, um, you care about the city. You give a rip about where it's headed. And there's a chance, like you said, for us to have a success and have this place, you know, work and be prosperous and be cleaned up and not have tents on the corner and people, you know, nodding out on the street and the crime that we're riddled with. There's an opportunity for that. But someone, there's got to be a spot in our lives where we actually say, yes, we need a change because what's in here, and like you said, over and over and over again, nothing's different. And you got the same idiots, in, I'm, I'm sorry, the same people in office who don't care about us. They care about themselves. And for us, the small business, we can't go through another closure, man. We've already lost 40%. Imagine if we're going to shut down again. Um, it's going to it's gonna hurt us even worse. Let me say something to you. What's your name, sir? Chris. And uh, Chris, uh, can people, your shop's open normally what, uh, what days? Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 5. Okay. Um, furniture on consignment. Uh, can we get a... An address that's Candelaria, of course, but uh, what's the actual yeah. address? 2015 Candelaria Road, Northeast. 2015 Candelaria Road. Uh, go help Chris. Go uh, uh, patronize his vendors. Let him know that uh, you care that you heard him here on the Kiva. Let me say this to you, Chris. Let me let me let me just say this, just mono mono. 
And I have no political ambition. Oh, everybody would disagree uh, with that, but not the people who are immediately next to me. We're tired as just like everybody else. We're not looking yeah. to go to higher office and then our, uh, map out our political career. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not even asking anybody for any money to run for, for the campaign. Uh, nobody else is stepping up. The, thin, the, the bench is pretty thin. I know that I don't want neither one of those men who are responsible for what's happened in the city of Albuquerque for the last eight years, uh, you know, Tim Keller at, at the state level, to continue to be mayor or be mayor or run the city or be in a, a level of responsibility because I do just think that they have some sort of political ambition for, or just need power. And I'll prove my point by, by saying this. The mayor is a dead-end job. It's over after you're mayor. Not since Pete Domenici, who was a city manager. And I got to tell you, my fear is I'm going to do such a good job as mayor that I'm never going to be unelected and I'm never going to be able to do talk radio again. That's my fear. <laughs> my fear is, is I'm never going to be able to, to relax and, and enjoy my life like I once did because I care too much about what's happening here in the city of Albuquerque. And people who know me know that's who it is, uh, know that's w what I'm about. And I'm not narcissistic. A lot of people would try to suggest that. They'll tell you, oh, Eddie's about Eddie. But I walk into a room very <laughs> hostile last night. I wasn't there for anything other than trying to bring the party together so that they could get behind me and so that they can get behind other Republicans so we can come together and actually vote for something other than a Democrat. Can you imagine the, pe the leadership of a party deciding not to actually put in a candidate and then all of a sudden I get in and then they find two more candidates out of nowhere knowing because of name recognition, experience, caring, all those other things that I actually have a chance to win. Where do you think yep. uh, uh, Tim Keller came out so quickly on all his stuff for the stadium? How did that just suddenly happen? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we got the study, we're going out. They're like, uh Oh, there's a Republican that can get in. And uh, Manny, after he's, you know, defunded based upon the fraudulent uh, uh, ballots or whatever that they, they, they forced to get in. It's like, oh, we got to go ahead and do something to look like we're busy around here. I mean, yeah. people, if, if, if we're making the city better by talking about the problems and giving people the straight scoop on what's happening, you know, I'd like to say that that's enough. And I, I, I know Dowd wishes that, that it's enough, but it's going to take a hell of a lot more than that. It's going to take you, your business, keeping you here keeping you happy and also you trying to keep other people happy here because this is becoming increased misery year after year in the state of in the city of Albuquerque. And we're, we're giving us our, ourselves the best shot, the best shot by uh, putting only uh, two Democrats up. That doesn't make sense to me at all whatsoever. So I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to participating in this. I need the signatures and Chris, if I could get you and every person who's hearing the, this broadcast right now, all you have to do is go to www.thenumber1abq.com. We're well over 600 that I'm looking up here. Actually, uh, looks like 651 on the qualifying petitions. That's in uh, about 54 hours. That's an insane right number of people who have already uh, jumped on board because they, like you, are sick and tired of seeing the same people who are already running things run for something else. I've never even been Absolutely. on a public ballot. So if you can tell everybody to go to, and we need, we need another big push folks. And these next 48 hours, we need to double that, double that. So by this time, the broadcast on Friday night, we want to be in the 1200 area. I'm telling you, that'll be a huge, 
huge news story because it will tell everybody out there that it, not only is it possible that we can do it, and then we can come back on the on on hopefully the weekend and uh, get the final thousand uh, over the next week, and we're going to need probably a couple thousand more than even that. So if we can get to two thousand by the end of the weekend. Uh, I think that we'll be on the ballot and we'll be qualified to run for mayor and hopefully change the city with everybody's support and helping everybody out, Democrats, Republicans, independents, and keeping it all together. Because certainly, you know, when you only have Democrats on the ballot, that does not work for us. Absolutely not. No. I appreciate that, Eddie. And the other thing, I'll tell you this, I'll, I'll go on there and get my sons on there. I get, I get a lot of people to go and do it because I talk to people every day just like you talk to me. That are in the exact same spot, tired. Even the people that are texting you, asking you, saying that they're not, that you're not qualified or tired of this. They, they have to be. They've got to be. And it's got to be time for change. Yeah, so I've, I've got a, I've got a here's, here's, yeah, I've got a degree in political science, a degree in economics. I've got a 29 year public policy analyst uh, next to me. You know, we've started businesses. My dad's been in business for 32 years uh, around here, providing jobs for people. You know, we care about this place. We're natives. Uh, we love this place. We just want to see it better. And uh, I think. Uh, we're more than qualified to uh, take that office. If Tim Keller is qualified after working for government and as a consultant his entire life, uh, my gosh, uh, we could do so much better you're, than what he's doing. You're, you're definitely qualified. And here's the thing. I'll tell you, I'll leave you with this. And you said that it'll be sad and it would be sad to lose you as, cause I love listening to your radio show and, and have, have listened to it for a while now. But I will tell you this, I would be stoked if you're in office, and I would get over the fact you're not in the radio anymore if you were actually in office and working to make a change in the city. I, uh, I've already identified my replacement uh, and replacements. Uh, it'll be like a two-pronged thing. So I know who, uh, who would uh, uh, work well in the Kiva with Dowd every single day, and I'm pretty excited about that because I, I can tell you this much. I'll be here from time to time, but uh, you know, it, it, this isn't about just me hearing myself on the radio. This is about fixing the state of New Mexico and you know, Dowd, for as brilliant as he is, he's got every public policy, every recommendation, what works, what doesn't work. You know what? You know what doesn't work? Politicians who don't listen to Dowd and implement his ideas. They're here for free for the taking. And nobody even talks about any of that stuff. Uh, in my yeah. opinion, that's the greatest crime that's being uh, in, in the state of Mexico, knowing we can fix something and doing something about it, yet we continue to do nothing because uh, most of our politicians are corrupt. Chris, thanks for the uh, phone call. 550-5500. i got to check on weather and traffic very quickly. Rudy Grande. All right, let's put things together, starting with the weather where it's just going to remain uh, hot. Slight chance of rain uh, throughout the week, but uh, right now 90 degrees in Rio Rancho. It's 91 at the Rock of Talk. Okay, I need to correct a um, uh, problem that we had in the last report. Uh, Rio Rancho police only cleared one of the parameters on that accident on the 528. Here's, here is the reality I just talked to them moments ago. It's going to be the 528 at where the accident happened three hours ago. They still are taking people off of the 528 at uh, Barbara Loop. That forces you onto a really small side street called Grande, and that's just not big enough. It's just a very tough drive right now. So what you want to do is you want to use Southern, take that all the way to 
uh, golf course and uh, Unser, either one of those for your north-south trip, and that will save you a whole bunch of time, though I will tell you Southern is starting to sell out pretty good as well, almost back to about 38th Street. So uh, another accident on I-40. This is going to be westbound, right past Rio Grande Boulevard. Looks like that accident now moving to the right shoulder, but it's been slow all the way back to Wyoming, and eastbound on the I-40, right between right, what would be San Pedro, so it's between San Mateo and Louisiana, a major injury accident. That's why you're so slow coming out of the interchange. It's been a tough afternoon. However, it's been great here at Pet Food Gone Wild. You've had a huge supply of great organic food come in. Yes, we have. You know what? It all goes. It's great food, you know, all natural and holistic. So, you know, come on over, take a look at it. And, you know, we absolutely want the best for your pets. Kitties or doggies, we want the best for you. So come on over to Pet Food Gone Wild, 2415 Southern Boulevard. And don't forget, they do grooming here. Lots of great dogs. Pet Food Gun Wild on Southern, just west of Nicholas. And with that, we're up to date. So we dive back in to the Rock of Talk. All right, back in four minutes. And uh, when we return, we'll continue with the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in here this afternoon on AM 1600 KIVA, FM. Don't forget, subscribe directly at rockoftalk.chat. Uh, we, of course, will wrap up the show with all the good things that are happening there. And I'll take your phone calls, anything you want to ask, anything you want to talk about. But uh, we really got to get to a, a few stories uh, here this afternoon. It's made Albuquerque famous, Breaking Bad and the Candy Lady, a national landmark and an old town anchor for almost 40 years. Right here at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com, a tribute to Breaking Bad and a spectacular taste sensation that you'll never find anywhere else. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Taco Tote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater has the Family of Five meal deal. One and a half pounds of meat, fresh homemade tortillas, the sides, and don't forget the salsa. Enjoy takeout, dine-in, Taco Tote, hugetacos.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, Encores, north of Montano. Or visit shop.abqguns.com. 
ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229. 884-8229. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. Are you currently leasing but have always wanted to own a building? Looking to take advantage of all-time historically low interest rates? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Hello, New Mexico. It's Emerson from Entourage Jazz. Join us on Saturday night, August 7th, 7 p.m. in the Albuquerque Museum Amphitheater at the New Mexico Jazz Workshop Jazz Under the Stars Summer Series presents It Was Just One of Those Things, Goldfinger, Entourage Jazz, Swing Cinema and Stage. Tickets are going fast for this E-Jazz Big Band show at nmjazz.org or at livemusic.theplaceilike.com. This show is generously sponsored by Crow Financial The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. 
800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. Alarms are ignored. Kill switches are easily detected and reconnected. RFIDs are hacked using a basic code grabber. And GPS tracking systems, well, they're good at locating your vehicle after it's been taken. Give us a call, 505-550-4994. All right, 618 here in the Kiva. Great interview with Louis Sanchez. Uh, the governor didn't show up today, but the masks are coming back, and uh, you're fighting tyranny, and there's not much uh, left to do. One last time, www.1abq.com. That's the number, 1abq.com. You guys are uh, literally there. Put 22 of those right there on my call. So tell everybody that you know, let's uh, change this city. Certainly, uh, both Dowd and I uh, want that to happen because we got to also change this state. Uh, Dowd, yesterday we were about to get to, uh, before we were uh, rudely interrupted by our own uh, discussion about uh, Provax GOP. Mm-hmm. The GOP is starting to bend across the country, <laughs> and uh, uh, right next door, uh, Governor Ducey is <laughs> about to drop a deuce in old uh, uh, old Arizona because it doesn't look good uh, for uh, Arizona people out there. They're probably going to go back on shutdown, maybe even before uh, New Mexico does on this. What can you tell us? Yeah, he released a statement a couple of days ago. Uh, and again, this is Republican after Republican getting he's trying to have it both ways. Eddie. It's interesting. Some some of the, uh, we'll talk about a couple other governors uh, down the road here. But he's saying we will never uh, mandate the vaccine and we've never taken uh, and we've taken action to prevent vaccine passports. But he's also saying literally, here's the quote, please get the vaccine. Uh, we've encouraged everyone to get the vaccine. It is the surest way of keeping you and your loved ones safe. That's a dubious claim. Uh, I got my shot. Once I was eligible, and I'm glad I did. Uh, and of course, the usual, the argument from authority, uh, medical professionals in Arizona and across the country all agree. No, no, no medical professional disagrees. Really, in, in all of Arizona and all in the entire country, no medical professional disagrees uh, that getting vaccinated is safe. It will protect you. It is the right choice. There's plenty of uh, vaccine available. It's easy to get and it's free. And I don't think it's technically free. I think somebody paid for it some somewhere down the line. Even if it's free to you, it doesn't necessarily mean that nobody paid for it. I strongly encourage. Every Arizonan um, who is eligible for the vaccine to get it. That's next door, a little farther away, I guess, across the other side of Oklahoma from right. us, Arkansas, where the obesity rate is third worst in the country. But the governor has nothing to say about that. He is calling on uh, he's insulting, I guess, the, the people who are vaccine hesitant, saying I go to town meetings and people call it a bioweapon. They talk about mind control. Uh, governor Hutchison, uh, some of us. Have not taken the vaccine, then we don't we don't believe it's a form well, of And what's control, really okay? interesting about that, Dow, uh, <laughs> before we go on, uh, Asa in Arkansas 
we're open most of the time. Where's yeah, this see. pressure coming from? Could there be a election waiting in the wings? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah, that's Asa Hutchinson. It's just the same old, you know, what's holding us back is our low vaccination rate. You know, all their flex, right? These things. Uh, Kay Ivey, who has become a, a pretty horrible person, oh, I think. Uh, oh, Alabama, boy. you know, rock ribbed Republican Alabama. Her uh, state obesity rate, and I only mention these obesity rates because we know that obesity is highly correlated with bad health outcomes regarding COVID, you know, hospitalization, ventilization, ventilizing, and death. But they never really talk about getting their people in shape because they don't want to judge anyone and maybe lose some votes because it's much easier to just say the vaccine is free and go get it. Uh, 36.1% of people in Alabama are obese, not overweight, obese, the worst category. Uh, she said, let's be crystal clear about this issue. Uh, and maybe I want you to start reporting the facts. Who kind of nasty? The new cases of COVID are because of unvaccinated folks. Almost 100% of the new hospitalizations are with the unvaccinated folks. And the deaths are certainly occurring with unvaccinated folks. These folks are choosing a horrible lifestyle of self-inflicted pain. Eddie, uh, you didn't get the vaccine. I haven't gotten the I, vaccine. I, I don't like pain either. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, have you chosen self-inflicted pain? I don't I don't think no, I've no. chosen. Actually, I feel quite good. Feel quite 36.1% uh, uh, obesity rate. And here's the good thing about uh, these places, Alabama and Arkansas, is that they have low vaccination rates. Now, they should be celebrating this. <laughs> and remember, these are the very same Republicans who are also spiking the football and talking about how they decided that they didn't want to shut down. So why would you shame the unvaccinated people who were there? Again, we're going to get back to elections. That's what this is all about because they don't want to feel like they're quote unquote irresponsible. And I think there's something bigger at work here. And that's the fact that they are getting drowned in the liberal media. They are stewing and cooking these Republican governors and they've got to have a stronger backbone and try to have to do what they can to preserve. Remember, uh, what's the thing that Dowd said yesterday? The remedy should not be worse than what's happening and unfortunately, each one of these who have complete and total control over their state, they're choosing to use shaming to blame unvaccinated people. And can you say blame unvaccinated from your actual governor? I mean, starting a little bit of civil war. Sarah Huckabee uh, <laughs> uh, jumping in on this. Or just in case you think for all the things that she did for Donald Trump was going to save her. Uh, not so fast. She, of course, is involved in the. Uh, run for governor for Arkansas. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's the race between the Arkansas governor and the wannabe Arkansas governor, Sarah Huckabee. And what they're both saying is, doubt. Yeah, you got to get the vaccine. And she's, and see, she's trying to have it both ways as well, Eddie, because she's calling it the Trump vaccine. And of course, well, we don't. Let's not even get into the definition of a vaccine. We know at least two of those shots are not traditional vaccines; right. they're mRNA vaccines. Uh, so she's running for governor of the GOP nomination. She's going to be running to replace Asa Hutchinson. Uh, she thinks she, again. She she thinks she can thread the needle by say, calling it the Trump vaccine and bring everybody around who's hesitant, who might maybe like Trump, and say, "No, it was our our guy who did it." She wrote an op-ed endorsing all of this in the paper of record in Arkansas, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and. I, I did a little digging, and if you want to follow the science in these high obesity states, uh, instead of preaching about the vaccine, which is a, a dubious benefit, uh, it was to me the jury is very much still out on that. This is the CDC data. I, I just took this yesterday from the CDC's lose own some, website. Lose some weight. Okay, now, now we can't. You can't be, go from obese to not obese overnight. But we have been under the Rona for a year and a half. You could lose a lot of weight over a year and a half. Yeah. This is the CDC, uh, their own claims on their own website. Having obesity, now that's the body mass index of over 30, 
I think the 25 to 30 is, is overweight and then above 30 is obese. Yeah, right. And then they have like, you know, 35, 40 where it's, you know, morbidly, you know, wildly, ludicrously obese. So this is the CDC, not my words, the CDC's. We have to follow, always follow what the CDC says. Having obesity may triple the risk of hospitalization due to a COVID-19 infection. Obesity is linked to what do Eddie, what do Eddie and I talk about all the time? Immune function. Obesity is linked to impaired immune function. Obesity decreases lung capacity and reserve and can make ventilation more difficult. Uh, yep. One study of COVID-19 cases suggests that the risk of hospitalization, as well as uh, intensive care admission, invasive mechanical ventilation, and death are higher as your BMI, your body mass index, rises. The increased risk for hospitalization or death was particularly pronounced for those under age 65. And we know that COVID afflicts the oldsters more, but if you're obese, it's more pronounced if you're if you're under 65. Obesity is not a, not a good thing to have. Models estimate that 30.2% of these hospitalizations for COVID-19 were attributed to obesity, not attributed to seven different factors, attributed to obesity. I'll go back to Bill Maher. I'm no fan of Bill Maher. We have never had a discussion about the comorbidities and the pre-existing conditions that have exacerbated COVID-19. Why? Because that's sounding judgmental. We can't sound well, judgmental in our culture, and we I, might lose votes if we're a politician. Well, I don't know that we haven't had a discussion. I think it's the one thing that has been running all the way. The one thread that's been running through all of this is, hey, if you are obese, you, you that those that makes you have a comorbidity, then you need to go ahead and get the shot. The problem, I think, becomes that they describe what happens ultimately to these people. The blame and the onus comes on the people who are unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like the Obamacare argument, right? The people who want to keep pounding away at Cheetos and soft drinks and popcorn and whatever fat stuff they want. But you, who've been taking care of your health, actually have to take care of that person who doesn't care about their own health. You have to take care of their Healthcare. So it's almost the same argument in a slightly different way that you're going to get blamed for what something that somewhat that, that is going to happen to somebody else. Hmm. And that is not a, a rational uh, uh, outcome whatsoever. People die with Corona. People die from with with COVID. They don't die from COVID. They die because they're fat. They die because they have comorbidities. Yep. And people need to phrase it in that way. And it's, and it's, it's a really slight thing. And, it, and it's hard for these three particular uh, uh, four, if you include Huckabee, politicians uh, to not avoid that. But it's easy to play into that argument by saying, well, people need to get unvaccinated. They're no different than Democrats right now. Ducey, he's got an election in 2022. He's playing election year politics. What did we do in 2020? It makes me so angry. We exacerbated what happened with COVID-19 because if that happened in 2018, 2019, the COVID-19, if it happened in 2018, 2019, would, it, would we have made it as bad as it is? No way, no Unlikely. how. No. But because it was an election year, we decided to go ahead and make it as bad as that and then turn around and blame President Trump for it. Uh, Asa Hutchinson kept his economy open and suddenly, well, we're in the news cycle. I'm running for governor next year against uh, Sarah Huckabee uh, in the primary. And guess what I want to do? I'm going to go ahead and take the same position as Sarah Huckabee or she's going to take the same position as me. We're going to blame the unvaccinated. It's like they're becoming woke, (laughs) right? Right in front of your very eyes. And then you Max woke. And and how bad must Alabama be, which is one of the places where Donald Trump 
really launched uh, several of his his great uh, get-togethers in Tuscaloosa. You might remember that going down to the University of And now you have Governor Kay Ivey has lost any and all hope, has no backbone whatsoever, and is telling people to blame, openly blame the very people who are her supporters. It's unbelievable. And I Just resent, falling over like spaghetti down. I resent the, the hell out of this claim by her and other people that somehow we're reckless uh, and we're responsible. Uh, I, I was just jotting down the other day, Eddie. I care about my health, and I, 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 the reason I'm not interested in the vaccines because I'm not that interested in coronavirus because I don't perceive it to be a risk. I've looked at the statistics. I know my own health. Um, I live in a very dangerous part of Albuquerque called Albuquerque. I would say right now my number one health and safety risk is potential crime being in Albuquerque. Two, I'm a, middle, I'm a middle-aged guy. My waistline is a little bigger than it should be. I have a, uh, I have a terrible sweet tooth. Two of my grandparents had diabetes. So I do have to kind of worry about that issue, keeping that waistline under control. I mean, I'm not obese, but two, two of my grandparents of the four had diabetes. Uh, number three, one in three men die of cancer in this country. Cancer is a more of a risk for men than it is for women, and I ain't getting any younger. Um, I'm afflicted with some mental health issues that I inherited, bad brain genes, a depressive disorder that's never fun, that, that causes a lot of very... Uh, Nasty thoughts of harming yourself. Number five, right. nature. Uh, I'm oh. in. I'm in. I'm out in Corrales all the time. We got attacked by a pit bull the other day. Uh, one uh, about a year ago, the, there were a bunch of pack of coyotes following me and my dog. There are bull snakes around. These are, I would say, the top five risks to my personal health and safety. And I think about all of them, and I take steps to mitigate all of them. So to call me reckless and irresponsible when i look at the actual oh i don't know the science the numbers and i know my own life and i know my own lifestyle and, and you can play along at home ladies and gentlemen and and look at your own the conditions of your life and the genetic legacy that you may have inherited you may decide the coronavirus is a very high risk for you maybe it is for you i've looked at the numbers and decided that it's not even in the probably top hundred for me and i need to focus on other things like mental health and getting outside and spending time with the dogs and trying to drink less of this damn soda um Coronavirus, coronavirus is not on my radar screen. That's why I'm not interested in the vaccine. I don't believe it's mind control. I'm sorry. I don't think they're putting nanobots in me. I'm not part of the Q people. I have assessed as well as I can my health, my personal lifestyle choices, the data on coronavirus, and the potential, well, I would say the utter lack of need for me to inject this experimental substance into my body. So I resent the hell out of these people claiming that we're somehow reckless and we're the irresponsible ones. I think about my health every day and I take affirmative steps to secure better health for me every day. I'm not perfect. Like all of us, I fall down, but uh, I think about these issues a lot. Okay. And I've thought about taking the vaccine a lot and whether I should or should not. And I'm really? very, com why, I'm very why, comfortable why? at night. Well, cause I just have to deal with it every day because I'm on the radio. I have to think about it and read it, read about it every but day. But you've never thought about I've never thought, I've never, it. I've never come close to, to, to okay. deciding to do okay. it, but it, I, it's in my face every day. If those numbers continue to be what they are, younger, relatively healthy people, Dr. Yeadon's statistics continue to hold up. I will never seriously, I, I have never, and I, and I potentially will never seriously consider taking this jab. And to hell with you, KIV, and all your kind for calling people like me who care about my health and have no intention of getting sick and passing this on to other people. You don't know me. You don't know the decisions I make every day. Eddie, I'm getting worked up. I'm getting very worked you, up. You are. Um, health, particularly mental health, but also physical health is very important to me. I take it very seriously. I have my own list of my high threats that are, that are the most risks to me. Coronavirus isn't on the list, and I'm going on and living my life. And I think there's a lot of people like me who well, feel I the think, very same way. I think the problem uh, just becomes, again, it's just very simple. It's an election year, and they're just playing into the media uh, because they don't have a backbone enough to stand up to the media. 
They're getting controlled uh, by a local liberal media organization, which is telling them uh, what they should be. They're paying too much attention to the television. And this is the problem when you just have politicians who really aren't principled. Uh, and I think there's way too many of them. How many times have we seen you know, local uh, politicians that we entrust uh, and that we want to fight for us, and they don't because they back down. And, and you know, people don't have the opportunity to stand up for themselves all the time. Uh, they expect their politicians to do so. And here's the election-style move to the middle uh, politics that you get from Ducey, Asa Hutchinson, it looks like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and then, of course, uh, uh, Kay Ivey. So certainly uh, not there. Uh, we, people are getting COVID of the mind. Yeah, I think this really COVID is yeah. There's some random stuff that we wanted to sort of get through. Doubt I don't want I don't want to save it for a Friday afternoon, but uh, uh, let's get to some of those uh, fun stories, if we will, here in the last ten minutes to uh, wrap the show. Um, also, I do want uh, to call everybody's attention to RockofTalk.chat. Uh, make sure that you subscribe. We've been uh, we got yesterday's show up, which is kind of cool. And then, of course, uh, get me on the ballot. We want to get to 700 signatures. Uh, tonight, a full-blown 700 signatures. So we need a, a good 60-some-odd uh, more to get to that. So in order to do that, I need everybody to visit www.thenumber1abq.com. Uh, some of those fun stories. Well, to doubt. prove Joe, Joe Monahan's that pundit, alleged pundit, who said it was impossible for Eddie to get on the ballot, prove him wrong and make him eat his own words. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, yeah, I threw this up, Eddie. I don't know if you saw it. The city of Albuquerque, and this is a, a an employment listing, so you want to really pay attention here, folks. Uh, two good gigs coming up for the city of Albuquerque, and this being New Mexico, you know, you want to work for the government. Uh, as much as $52,000 for a fiscal analyst for grants for the city. Now, what, you know, the city has many departments. This would be the Office <clears throat> of Equity and Inclusion. Uh, according to this job listing, the Office of Equity, Equity and Inclusion receives several grants in high dollar amounts. And so this position will help to ensure that the fiscal guidelines and requirements set forth by the grants, uh, as well as the city itself, uh, their requirements are being followed and adhered to. And there's another gig that could be as much as $53,400 for being the community services program manager. And again, this is uh, lots and lots of money, particularly federal grants coming in. So who says there's no great job opportunities in New Mexico? You can go work for the Office of Equity and Inclusion, and maybe help distribute some of that $1 million that's being given to the right kinds of organizations. You have to be organizations that have a particular skin pigmentation. I, I thought America was America and land of the free and equal justice under law, but we don't, we don't really care about that anymore. We give out uh, grants, your money, actually, your money, taxpayers' money, out based on skin pigmentation. So, uh, Let's uh, jump down to Roswell, New Mexico, where they're holding, holding a special session on downtown uh, marijuana sales uh, and maybe some of the cultures uh, changing there as well. Uh, they're figuring, hey, what the heck? Everyone smokes it anyway, according to them. And I think what they want to do is move into a position. And these are some Republicans down there who are looking to sort of open up the spigots uh, of the money and, and benefit off of this uh, doubt. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to notice more of these because I, I read all the papers uh, in the in the state that I can get online. I can't subscribe to the paper edition and who reads paper anymore? Anyway, uh, I read the, this article in the Roswell paper. Dennis Kintai, who was a mm. fiercely anti-Hollywood subsidy legislator for a number of terms as a legislator, he went, legislator, he went back to Roswell, uh, FBI man, I think Air Force man, uh, he got elected mayor down there. I was taken on a personal tour of the Roswell, the former, you know, the Roswell Army Airfield down there, uh, Walker, the Walker base, 
where they brought the bodies, where they brought the alien bodies, ladies and gentlemen. I was taken on a personal tour by the mayor a couple of years ago. I like him a lot. He is not, quote, quote, not too thrilled about the recent legalization of marijuana. And I'm seeing more of these stories uh, pop up. I saw one in Silver City a day or two ago. So the state the legislature says, hey, we're going to legalize marijuana. But, of course, a lot of the zoning and regulation is going to be carried out at the local level. And you've got communities in New Mexico who are none too happy about the fact that they're going to have to adjust their municipal code to deal with all these issues, uh, according to the mayor down there, quote, if we don't deal with this, we're stuck uh, by the state to go along with what they say. We're very frustrated that the state government and the legislature and the governor are forcing local communities to have no say, according to Mayor right. Tied down in Roswell. Basically, they've taken this thing away from uh, uh, they've taken this thing away from them as much as possible. And it's just fundamentally unfair. And I, as someone who studies government and public policy, it's always interesting to me when governments feud you know you have the local government suing the state government you have state mm. government suing the federal government uh, i'm seeing more and more of these articles these local communities particularly these smaller communities they might want to appeal to more of a family tourist background they want to revive their downtowns every town in america wants to revive their downtown that's not just new mexico and you've got guys like governor uh, mayor kintai and i think a lot of other elected officials who aren't necessarily big time conservatives uh, or republicans one way or the other but they're saying we're going to have to start adopting rules and we might start having a lot of these weed shops opening downtown. And is that the best way we right. want to market our community? Yeah. It's, you know, it's easy for me as a libertarian to say we should, you know, people should be allowed to do what they want. But these local communities, one of the reasons I support local control more than state and federal control is you should have government the, at, the, at its most accountable level right down in your community. And Roswell and as well as Silver City, a couple other communities, they're none too happy, Eddie, about the fact that they're going to have to eat this what they consider kind of an excrement sandwich and regulate weed and allow weed to come into these communities. And it's is that the best way to promote your downtowns to have a lot of people smoking weed? Chavez County is a Republican it community. Is. Chavez it County is. is a place that's a, a great place for families, the home of the New Mexico Military Institute. Yeah, military I think uh, the depravity that they would usher in uh, by forcing to take in what's happening, and this is why some of the local council needs to step up, and stand against it. And I certainly the, the mayor's got himself in a little bit of a situation there uh, because it's going to redirect the resources. I think of Roswell and opportunity, especially in economically depressed days. Say, Hey, I've got to go ahead and put food on the table. Might as well start uh, opening up a pot shop. I guess that's what we're doing. Mm. Open up pot shops, mm-hmm, whatever we mm-hmm. possibly can. And then the people of course that take it just uh, how much they're subdued. And should uh, that law have been written so that villages, towns and cities had the right to ban it outright. Um, as a, again, I, I absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what about local autonomy? Right. right you know, right. I, I I would love to be able to you know walk into the the mayor's office and say, hey, we got to push back against uh, marijuana sales. Uh, we got to criminalize that uh, come in with a, an ordinance uh, that's going to criminalize this because we have too many people who are dependent. Uh, there's probably fatal accidents of people who have THC uh, because of the way we test does. Uh, so that's an issue. I mean, it just brings up a whole load of issues, I think, for the bring, community that we don't really need. Bring the kids to the UFO museum with the uh, pot shops on either side and have a, have a grand time. I, yeah. I, I mean, these, these communities are, are facing the difficult realities of the implementation of this. And again, this is the kind of thing we should be talking about when we're talking about public policy and government, not critical race theory. These are actual problems that need to be addressed. One of the last things I wanted to bring up before we uh, round up uh, the most popular stories from this morning's uh, release of uh, the rockoftalk.chat daily blast is in the UK, it is now announced, and you heard it here first, that it will not administer vaccines to most children under the age of 18. And now look what's happening here in the state of New Mexico and masking and everything. I want you to understand that we'll get back into that conversation tomorrow, but uh, 
the UK itself is making maybe they're finally listening uh, to Dr. Yeadon, uh, uh, Dowd. So we'll see on that. Uh, what was the most popular stories from this morning's Rock of Talk Blast? Yeah, of course, folks, you can sign up to this uh, at rockoftalk.chat. You get the morning blast where you get uh, some really uh, you know interesting data, articles and, and uh, podcasts and that sort of thing. Number one was, of course, the governor recommending all New Mexicans wear masks. No, no surprise there. Uh, people clicked on that as the number one link. Number two, great link to a video of Glenn Beck columnist I'm not aware of is actually writing for wasn't aware of until this link uh, columnist writing for the Washington Post really taking on Fauci and just tearing apart his arguments and saying he's playing this semantical game game with Rand Paul in order, in order to save his hide uh, great interview with Glenn Beck and Stu Bergier there for about 12 or 13 minutes I recommend that highly Eddie this is a little off the wall but I love these stories in New Mexico it's one of the reasons I live in the West down in Silver City in the Gila Wilderness down there in Grant County they're trying to d- decide what to do with 250 unbranded feral cattle this was the third most clicked on link so don't don't say it's my little quirky people were really interested in this do they should the uh, this is the grant county soil and water conservation district (sighs) suggestion was find the money and shoot them from the air uh not received well by a lot of folks okay and this is the article down there the silver city daily press quote Ranchers argue that there may be some branded cattle in the herds of feral cattle in question and also say shooting the cattle goes against tradition. After reporting on the Forest Service's plan in March, our paper, the Daily Press, was inundated with calls from ranchers across the uh, country, not just in Grant County, across the country, who wanted to offer their services to remove the cattle. This is the private sector volunteering to come in and deal with this feral cow problem and it's the kind of thing that we should be looking for uh, in, in, at every level of government. And I think it's kind of a happy story. We may not have these cows shot from the air from helicopters. We may have people come in and doing an old rustling roundup like the old school uh, in down in Grant County. And that's one of the reasons I read the rural papers in New Mexico, because you just read fascinating stories. Uh, well, like and the other reason would be, well, how much longer are you going to get to read them uh, as well? You know, <laughs> the consolidation of papers throughout the state and uh, lack of news that's coming has to do with the dwindling populations in many of these places. What else, Dowd? Uh, yeah, no, we'll do uh, quickly four and five. Uh, number four, a great piece uh, called Biden's Rescue Act Targets Americans' Freedom by a guy named James Bovard, a libertarian writer and the man who inspired me so much to do what I do. I met him in Las Vegas two years ago. $1.9 trillion, that was the latest price tag for the latest STEMI payment. Uh, your president, Joe Biden, called They're not it, quote, finished with that. Yeah, the Dowd. most progressive piece of legislation in history, and uh, my friend James Bobard uh, takes that sucker apart. Uh, 10 million jobs destroyed, 40% of households, uh, uh, of low-income households, had someone who lost a, a job, surging rates of suicide, drug abuse, and depression. The only thing Washington can do in response to all this is just turn on the printing press. And finally, number five, our fifth most popular... Well, let me make one comment on that. Sure. I think it's important for people to realize that what's being created and what uh, Mr. Bobard is is breaking apart is they're figuring out ways to create dependency. Hmm. The more every single time Congress, uh, which includes the, the Senate and the House, decide to go ahead and pass these bailout legislation, and it's not $1.9 trillion if you actually compound it with the other stuff that they're going on, you're looking at roughly $4 trillion. In addition to the other already $6-plus trillion and the other $1.2 trillion bailout, you, they are creating such a dependency, which is their outcome that they want, that you won't be able to get out from under. So when he says 10 million jobs lost, we're also talking about the additional businesses uh, that will never come back from yeah. that that fueled those 10 million jobs. And finally, number five. Uh, number five was uh, my old boss for, at various times oh. in my life. I've written for Pat Buchanan's magazine. Uh, the issues of 2022. Why is the left obsessed with what happened on January 6th? Because they don't want to talk in the election coming up about what? Crazy inflation. 
uh, Biden apparently presiding over a fourth wave of the COVID pandemic, a wave of shootings, woundings, killings, and gun crimes in our greatest cities. And those cities happen to have been governed by liberal Democrats. So this crazy obsession on the left of January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, what's it about? The election of 2022, because they don't want to talk about what's on their plate and what they've become responsible. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Bill O'Reilly's next.